Is there anything better than sitting down with a friend for a chat? I mean, a Sunday morning, strong coffee, solid meal. It's been a while, I gotta get stuff off my chest, kind of chat. Ah, do I ever love these. It's such a simple pleasure, but it doesn't happen nearly enough in my life anyways. Especially with today's guest, who, if I'm fortunate enough, I can meet a few times a year. Kai stopped by only a few days after finishing quarantine to share his personal experiences traveling home to Canada after the loss of a loved one to tie up some loose ends. Personally, the major takeaway from this recording was tomorrow is not guaranteed. So call your loved ones today and tell them how you feel. A special message to all of our Indian friends and family who have been affected recently in one way or another by COVID. One friend who is currently located in the capital assured me that the young people in the city are mobilizing to help arrange resources and facilitate the care and recovery process of those who are being affected the most. We are hoping things turn around soon for everyone there. Today's episode is sponsored by Dr. English. If you or anyone you know is looking for one-to-one online classes to increase confidence and their English fluency, why not check out Dr. English? Their all-in-one platform connects the learner to an experienced native teacher for a fraction of the price of face-to-face classes. Call now for a consultation and free trial lesson. Open your door to endless opportunities, Dr. English. The phone number you can call is 010-4591-1496, or you can visit their website at www.dr-english.com. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. I heard it's closer to 1,500. Point that way. That's that was 1,200? 1,200 some people, 1,100 each hotel. Oh, that's, it's it, unbelievable. It depends where you go. 1,200 what? 1,200 bucks to for, fly for three, in. For three days. For three days of quarantine Three days of quarantine, that covers your food, the cleaning of, like, the, the cost of the room, the cleaning of the room. That's bullshit. Who... Isn't it 2000 I thought it was 2000 They said 2000 just to... To make To throw out a ballpark number. To not... So you don't flip right. out. Oh, it's only 1000 now. That's yeah, kind of well, like a exactly high quote, but... Who has an extra 1000 2000 bucks to... Someone who's... Hey, literally everyone flying into the country every, has to every pay? Every person. Every person. You have to... And, the, and it's only flying, so a lot of people are going to circumvent it. So all just fly that, to the States. All of the snowbirds, travel. all the snowbirds are just going to fly into Buffalo Drive or, over. or wherever they can, Seattle or mm. Bellingham or wherever, the, and then they'll just have their <coughs> friends just drop their car off across the border in Canada, and then they just get on a bus and go. Because land, people coming in by land don't even have to have a test. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't get that. Isn't but aren't that the borders be- closed? No, no, I guess. Because there, there's to. there's border openings, right? And you, you go, you walk, you go by land because you're only coming from America. You don't have to have a test yet. And they're trying to change that. That's insane. It's yeah. only people coming in by air need to have that there was a bunch COVID of s- test, the 72-hour COVID test. There was a bunch of snowbirds bitching and complaining and whining about that and... I mean, they have a point, but I could care less. I mean, you had you didn't have to go down there. Everyone else is sucking it up and staying at home. Yeah. You didn't have to go down there and party in the States well, or relax or whatever on the beach. Well, and the places they're going, Florida, Arizona, Arizona. They're, they're very high sure. high rates of infection in those two places. Like, it's insane. Like, And the insurance, the insurance you have to pay. Yeah, but you know what, Dad? Is, is pretty heavy. It's Dad just, told me because of that. And the insurance, so they they come back, they stay two or three days, 
get their doctor's note, whatever, fly back because their insurance only lasts for 100 days or, or whatever, yeah. a, or a yeah. month. But he said there's a bunch of guys who are, are playing this game. And, hey, you didn't have to go there. You're choosing to go there in this situation. So if you got to pay two grand, then too bad, man. But like you say, now he says they're doing this one. Drop your car off, come yeah. across. Well, there, there's even, even even out of Kitchener-Waterloo, from the airport there, there's there's a helicopter company that's taken people into Buffalo. Wow. And then you can fly from Buffalo, right? Wow, yeah. That's to a... circumvent this as well, too, because there's no flights to the Caribbean anymore. There's no flights to Mexico. So a guy saw this and said, oh, I got a helicopter. <laughs> I'm not, nobody's doing any tours anymore yeah. around Niagara Falls or anything or around this, yeah. around the area, so I can just fly people. And, and Another... honestly, every day he said he's got eight people. That, yeah. And it's cost a thousand bucks a person. And that's the, hey, I mean, take advantage of the situation, yeah. man. Yeah. But that's the thing. When you try, I think when you try and make too many rules, you should take the Korean approach at home, I think, where they've implemented some rules and they just rely on the person. They rely on the individual to make the right decision. When you, when you throw 3,000 different, you know, rules or regulations, what, what, my first thought is like, how can I get around this? What can I do to get around I, this? I think that's exactly a North American thinking and a European thinking. Is yeah. How can I circumvent the rules? And yeah. That's what everybody is doing over there. It's almost, it's almost like a game. Especially when it together. comes to travel. And that's the independent mind versus the collective mind. Yeah, exactly. And that's what led to a lot of these problems over there. Yeah. You know, you've it's got so... people that no one trusts the government. But at the same time, they, they, they complain about the government. They depend upon the government so much. Mm. But they're, they're like... Is it really, is that really a good idea to put, you know, all these schools, all these schools are like, no one's allowed to go to school. Is that really a good idea? And then they come with them and then they go, well, yeah, yeah. And then the union's saying, well, you guys want to open up now. Is that really a good idea? Mm. So really everybody, everybody's got a different opinion. There's yeah. too many competing opinions. But, but it, I mean, we, we've said it before. It's a lose-lose. If you're in any position of power or control, any CEO, any manager, principal, director, you're, you're, you are Lose if you do, lose if you don't. There's no way around it. You're going to have half the people bitching anyways. Well, and that's and that's what, what so it's become. They said, Go with the science. You know, the Premier of Ontario, Forty, said, all right, we're going to open up schools. But, it, you know, in Toronto and those areas that are still in black lockdown, because they got different levels. Right? There's black lockdown, gray lockdown. Oh, black is higher than gray? Black is the highest. That's where you can't do anything. Only essential services. Mm. Then there's gray lockdown where you can... The restaurants, you can still get takeaway. You oh, can okay. still do that. So there's different even levels of like lockdown. How do they determine that color system? I would think red's well, the... This is the... You know, guys, we're in purple. <laughs> Ontario, the map of Ontario, you see like just around Toronto area, black or gray, right? Then you got some orange ones and then some red ones. And then there's green in certain parts of uh, Ontario. I don't know if we said it on here, but what if you're on the border in like... Uh, you know, you, you have a bar in a black zone and then across the streets, like, it's... This uh, is precisely it is what's happening. This is precisely what's yeah. happening is yeah. why it doesn't work because people from Toronto, they're driving into wherever, Durham, and they can go to Durham and they can do what they need to do there and then they just drive home. Durham. Right? Like it's, it's when, you, when you break it up like that, that's, <laughs> that's the problem. It just doesn't yeah. work, especially when people are willing to drive an hour, two hours well, and, to and people And this is what gets, their, 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 you know, gets them angry. Is they're like, well, we've followed the rules. Gets my, my, my area has followed the rules. And you're still bugging and, me. And you're still keeping me in this lockdown. <laughs> yeah, everybody's fine here. Like, we have very, very low incidence of 
like Ottawa area, especially very low mm. infection rate and everything. And they're like, why are we in the same zone as Toronto? You know, like, like free us up a little bit. And, yeah. and you know, you're kind of landlocked up there in Ottawa anyway. There's not much around. Okay, yeah. fine. You know, but you know, you get into Toronto area, it's disaster. Every, you got to keep them all the same, but they didn't. And mm. that was the problem. People from Toronto were leaving and going into, you know, as far away as... Are you saying, are you saying the GTA's broken up into different... Oh, yeah. Well, well, there's 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 Toronto area, and that's I think it's York, right? Yeah. And then there's Peel region, and then there's Durham region. It's all Toronto. It's all, yeah. it's all regions. It's all basically one gigantic yeah. city, but they're all based in... And it all goes regional. Yeah. Because it turns out the regional health person has got more power than anybody else. They're the ones who's really... Jeez, the premier's no following. He's following the the advice of the regional health. Uh, wow. But that's the problem. Leader, that's right? why it doesn't work. There, there's there's too many independent bodies doing their own thing. Where you got to have. It's easy to say here because the country's the size of Lake Superior. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean that's the thing though. I wouldn't want to be in the situation at home because it's not it's not easy. Re- regardless of what you do, you're going to get blowback. Well, exactly. You're damned if you do, damned if you we, don't. <laughs> we always shit on the collective over here. Look at all these guys with the same haircuts and yeah. the same jackets. Finally, global pandemic, it works out for it us. It turns out it worked. It actually, people followed the rules. Over but, there, over there, there's, there's, there's anti-maskers still. I was shocked. I was absolutely well, Benny, shocked. Well, Benny had on his thing yesterday. He said, why the hell are all these guys on my feed on Facebook who are anti-maskers, anti-corona, going for vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. You guys don't believe in it. You, you're the ones complaining. How come you're going for vaccines? And, and and when it comes down to it, you bet they're going to be going for a vaccine just in case they're yeah, the one well, who gets it, right? That's exactly it. So, And then they're complaining in Canada, you know, the rollout of the vaccine was delayed because, of, you know, everything's coming from Europe. And it's mm. delayed and everybody's complaining about it. And they're like, well... Just wait, look at Korea. They haven't started vaccination yet. You know, mm. Australia hasn't started vaccinations. All these countries around the world haven't started vaccinations. I got buddies in Australia, New Zealand, and man, they're out socializing, partying, dinner yeah. parties, no masks, sure. nothing, and, sure. and just enjoying life. I mean, minus the tourism economy and and a little bit of business stuff probably, but yeah, I mean, they're rolling. It, and pretty envious to see them on there. Like, they don't even have to think about wearing a mask. It doesn't Not exist. Anymore. You don't need anymore. it. Yeah, I, yeah, it depends, right? Like, they, they have such a low case count, you know, even active cases. It's so low. They know that they can control it, even if it does escape, right? You see that, all right, bam. We'll just lock it down, a quick lockdown, three or four days. We'll trace everybody. Mm. Done. You know, whereas in well, Canada, you can't do that. They're happy. When Canada yesterday, they were so happy when they said, oh, we're finally, as a country, down below 3,000 a day. And but, but they're trying to deaths. But they're trying to prevent deaths, not yeah. cases. Yeah. And that's yeah. like... But isn't that the difference here? Because if you get it here, it's gone. It's a raging wildfire. You can't control it. Yeah. 55 million people in, in a tiny Small space. space well, I think. If it goes off, it goes off. Yeah. And it's it's really hard to contain. These variants. But you call especially. Winnipeg, Ottawa, Regina. I mean, come on. There's nothing in between those places. Yeah. They have their own natural barriers. So maybe a little bit more lax attitude. But in a place like Toronto, yeah, you should just... Buckle down the whole well, place yeah. and get it done. You have to. There's 15 million people. It still blows my mind how it doesn't explode every single Monday morning on the subway in Seoul. Yeah. When, when someone gets on, man, well, there's so many people. It just shows yeah. like, how controlled it is, right? Yeah, how yeah. controlled it is that, the, all right, there's not that many people walking around in the community. Yeah. But that's when this. you said Ottawa's, Ottawa's kind of isolated or whatever. But 
But that's the thing. If if you're careless, it can it can Newfoundland, Newfoundland. Yeah. There's the variant, whatever the British variant, Quebec. and there, and all of a sudden, they started getting the numbers just started escalating very exponentially and quickly, hmm. and that's what everybody's worried about now is these variants, right? Even though even though Kitchener Waterloo, where I was, they they went from gray down to red, and they said, all right, yeah, you're free now. You're a little more free. You can you can actually go to the big box stores, the mom and pop stores are open, but yeah. they're limited number of people can go get a haircut. Yeah, That's what it should be. And, and, and people are like, oh, great. This is fantastic. But they're all still worried. They're all like, wow, these variants are out. And, and the regional health officer, she said, all right, look, we, we've relaxed the rules, but you still have to have that mentality that staying home is best. Mm. That only go out for something super essential. You need a haircut. All right, go make an appointment. Mm. And just make sure there's only one or two people in the shop at once. And then they sanitize and they clean, you mm. know. But the, the, these hairdressers, I was sh- it's amazing. It's completely shuttered. Completely shuttered. There's no, none of them were open when I was there. Like How people, you... everybody's got long hair. They're getting the home haircuts. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got right, long like, hair. It's a mullet. Like, hey, what, tons what of mullets to, around. What happened to the class pictures in, in 2020? You know, like it's... <laughs> it's well, they're all on Zoom, right? That's the class pictures. I've seen that. The class, the class is really picture, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. What a everybody's online, and the kids, you know, the kids are they're going insane. The kids are absolutely going insane. They're on they're online five hours a day. How about the teachers? The man? whole the whole province? I think it was the whole province. It depends yeah. where. Like I can, I can only speak that I know for sure in Kitchener Waterloo and mm. up in up and around Toronto Newmarket area because my cousin she's a she's a teacher. Mm. She's online five hours a day. That's insane. And she's like. I'm teaching PE for two weeks. How do I do that for five hours a day? And I'm a math teacher. Yeah. Oh, like, so, so like nutrition. So she gets on in the morning. Who had breakfast? The kids are like, I didn't. I didn't. She says, all right, you got 15 minutes. Go eat breakfast. <laughs> 80% of the kids get up and leave. They're just waking up. Like the, the, the kids' routines are completely out sure. of whack. Oh, they're, they're, wow. they're not getting up at 7 o'clock anymore. They're getting up at five minutes to nine. <laughs> they're showing up in their pajamas. They're not eating breakfast, you know. Yeah. They're they're staying up till three a.m. You know, yeah, and it's all but screen one, time. Dad was telling me that the the boys at my brother's there, they've changed the system into eight mini semesters or something, and they study one class for the whole eight weeks. Yeah, well, like so full time or whatever, six it, weeks full time or something. It depends what region you. And again, it's but do you not, hear about that or no? Yeah. What yeah. is it? I heard about five, five, five. What's that? Five weeks, five days a week, five hours a day, of one class. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that's what they were doing. They've tried all different, and each region does it a little bit differently. It's all so up to time, your time to become a YouTuber. The Catholic board, school board's doing it differently. The the public school board's doing it differently, and then you go between. You know, Kitchener-Waterloo, the Waterloo Regional School Board, and then the have... Wellington School Board, they're doing it differently. Then you got this school board doing a little bit differently. Yeah. That could have There's some no... benefits. I think the the one one class per, for, for, for a month or whatever. I think five hours a day. But five hours. I don't know what they're doing. Pick and... your on least favorite class. And it's, and it's not even... <laughs> <laughs> you dropped out before you got to the second class. You already dropped out. What do you mean? Oh, you quit school before you... History 101. Five hours a day for five weeks. But I mean, no they, but if you're doing it online, it's not. <laughs> you have no choice. Well, yeah, but if you're. You were skipping class when you had choice. Yeah. 
Imagine when you don't have a choice. You only got one class the whole time. But uh, yeah, but I mean, the good thing too, if you're on uh, if you're on a computer, can't they enhance your lessons with some sweet YouTube videos? But the or... problem is, the teacher has got five hours of class, mm. and then all of a sudden they've got after that they've got to develop this enhanced class. I there's the material a girl, like yeah. finding that material as as you know, like when you're doing it here in Korea when you're teaching a class preparation takes a long time absolutely and so think about public school teacher and most public school teachers have kids so they got their kids in another room doing the same thing they're yeah. online hey, think about think about you the know. 60 year old oh. school teacher oh yeah who, who's, Have, who's just getting technology. into the internet like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. having to navigate technology it, it's hell i mean i saw it, i saw it in korea with all the the elderly professors i mean they're they're freaking brutal and now <laughs> there's a couple funny ones that, have any of you guys seen the one that came out from the UK, the worst Zoom meeting ever? And there's dudes are flushing their toilets, and there's every crazy thing you can think of. It's on. It was on CNN there, and they just kind of sped through it and picked out all the highlights. Yeah. And one that the, the person who was chairing the meeting kicked the president out, and he's like, "Well, you can't do that. I'm the president." And she goes, "Beep!" And then the guy's like, "Did she just kick the president out?" <laughs> and it was it, it was like it was in a small town, but it yeah. was like the mayor and and yeah, all these yeah. guys. And it was an absolute shit show, but but this is this is it. Like they don't know they don't know what they're showing, what they're not showing, how they're doing. I mean, it, it's there's, not easy. There's it's a girl. There could have been a, an industry there for how to do a Zoom meeting properly, and and you know, but no, everyone's reluctant to do a tutorial. Everybody thinks, oh, I just show up and I just do it. It should be easy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the technology it overwhelms you. Yeah. Well, five years later, you yeah. learn the hacks, and you're like, how come uh, I didn't know this? Yeah. How come nobody's ago? showing me this now? Yeah. You know. There's a girl I went to high school with who was actually on uh, CBC. She she put out some some rant from her basement about the delayed March break, and she's like, Are you kidding? You know they're delaying. Yeah, March I break. know. Yeah. She she flipped out. What do you mean delaying? They delayed it to like mid or late april yeah from march and she's like are you kidding me she goes because that's easter and they're gonna do it together or what no because they, they didn't want the kids to they just got back into school and they didn't want to give the kids another break and all of a sudden all the parents saying oh well everything's slowed down everything oh we, we changed codes we're now in red zone or orange mm. zone or whatever people are going to start going on vacation like going to whatever renting a cottage and you know bringing mm. their bring in the possibility of virus into other communities mm. because they've got a week off. I do I do see that part but she was she argued that uh she was arguing the from the teacher's, teacher's perspective. perspective and she goes, "You know what? This has been a, a hell of a roller coaster." And I use the analogy maybe like uh imagine you ran a marathon, you know, the the last yeah. year and you get to the finish line they're like, "It's an ultra." Go run that last. <laughs> go run that last eight uh, k or whatever, yeah. and that's that's the the worst of you know that that eight k is much harder oh, yeah. than the first forty two. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that's I exactly what they're feeling. The teachers, so, the teachers who, have really put in a lot of. But then they have for, But then at the same time, no one wins. Yeah. They've they've been the, the they've complained the most. <laughs> yeah. They've complained. All right, we got to go back to school. And well, they've been criticized the most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a no win situation. We had we had the that. girl the girl on that just came. She was a newbie, got out of quarantine a few weeks ago and came around here right away. And we said, like, the funniest one, the funniest memes I saw on there were the one saying, hey, take my kid back to school. I can't handle them. My kid's a gong show. Yeah, well, imagine a teacher who's got 25 of them yeah. every freaking day and you just come home after work, you know, have dinner and watch TV and go to bed. 
Yeah, it puts it in perspective. If you can't take care of your kid every day of the week, how are you bitching and complaining about teachers who got them, you know? Exactly. Six, exactly. seven, eight hours a day. Trying to get them to study things they don't even want to do. Yeah. And that that's, you know, that's precisely the problem. The teachers are, they're at their wits end. And then they're being told to go into places where they don't believe are safe. They're like, well, look at all these, these schools with, you know, improper ventilation. We know that ventilation is the key when mm. it comes to this, you know, you got to have a window open. It's minus 26. All the yeah. time. And they're like, well, that's why they, you know, again, you know, I think that's why in December they said, look, we're not going to go to school. It's getting cold, right, in January. But then all of a sudden they were like, well, the numbers are going down. Now, now's the time to get in there. Yeah. And so they said, well, yeah, we've improved ventilation in 95% of the schools. Like, but we're not going to tell what, you the last. What five. do you mean? You, you just you just open the windows? Like, come on, yeah, come on. Like it's. But this is a, this and, is a, and another thing. Before you know, I don't want to break into you, but kids weren't wearing masks in the classroom. Really? They were just showing up. No ventilation, nothing. They got the air conditioning. Nobody. And nobody's wearing masks. <laughs> Once you got into the school, you could take your mask off, and you could go to school. You could go to class. Well, well, I didn't. So get different, eh? It was so completely different. different. What, uh, what what did that guy post in Expat Dads the other day? It was the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen with the the young girl with the. Uh, the he posted a video of a young girl, and I think she was on Parliament Hill. And oh god, I saw. Oh, that. it was rid- And there was crowds of people clapping. I'm here to tell you, masks are bad. Yeah, yeah masks are bad. So- yeah, yeah, masks hide my smile. And everyone's like, yeah, like, when I don't see smiles, I'm not happy. Yeah, the crowd, people are like, but keep, his going, post, keep going, keep going, Sally. His, but his, his post had a pile of comments, and he was getting just ragdolled by about 30 guys in there. But his his position was like... Uh, but I, I'm curious about the point, the one point he brought up, that raising kids in a in a time of no facial expressions... How much it can damage them mentally? I, I have no idea. Them? I'm not a doctor, yeah. but I'm but I'm curious. 90%. Is that a valid point? It's 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 body language is how we work, right? Who yeah. talks to people anymore? Everyone's on the phone. What do you mean? Messaging, yeah. messaging, yeah. messaging. Who meets right? anyone? It's, Come it's, on, get out of here. Tell that dad to get off his phone. I, well, but I, I I agree yeah. that you know you're going to complain about the kids who are the kids doing this all day. You yeah. see, listen. You see parents. You see. Think about someone who grows up in a in a rural countryside village who's who's exposed to twenty thirty people their whole life, or or the Mennonites or whatever. They, dude, they they're in a small community their whole life. That's a bullshit point because you don't see eight thousand facial expressions on different people every day. You're gonna grow up. Uh, you're gonna have some developmental delays or something. Come on. And it's a finite. Yeah. It's, not well, gonna it's, be, hey, it's not gonna it's be it's in not forever. Like, how about yeah. this? Hey, oh, ready? Watch TV. What if you watch TV? Because there's oh, fucking... You already do for three hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jesus. I Longer than it's... three hours. The Anyways. screen time The screen time is, is unbelievable for some of these kids. They're in five hours at school. And then their parents don't know what to do with them. And so they're still used to, like, after school, what what, what do most kids do in, in Canada? Sure. They watch TV. So they're still they're doing five hours online, and then they're doing five hours after. They've got like ten hours of screen time a day, and they, and they're still bored. They're, they're they're getting everything they want. My, my friend's daughters like they they all picked up hobbies. They're like crocheting and they're baking. But there's only so many hobbies you can pick up. It, you can't even leave your house, right? Like it's and and I think it now now that it's wearing on it it's it's wearing on people's brains that you know the two week lockdown turned into a year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and flatten the curve turned into 
flatten your life. Like, yeah. It, it, we're, yeah. yeah. So when when does it end? People are getting tired the of it. The fatigue. And yeah. Well, at the, least at least here, you know, when it goes up, hey, we know what we got to do for two weeks. Yep. Get it done. Get it back down. And let's get back to normal life. Yeah. And and even what we got to do is is not a big deal, right? Like it's not it's not that wow. difficult. Well, that's that was I, f- I think the the biggest cultural shock for me was you know going there and everybody's inside because it was the gray lockdown, so n- nobody's going outside. There's there's nothing you can do. There's absolutely nothing you can do. Is that are they ticketing people in in parks and stuff? Is that gray? No, no, yeah. you can still go outside. Oh, you exercise, can exercise, oh, okay, okay. but you can only in the gray lockdown area. You can only meet five people. There can only be a group of five, and you well, it's the same, outside. Same here, yeah. You have to have social distancing. But it's not the same. Now, now it's it's expanded because it's not gray; it's it's red. So you can have ten people who can meet outside socially distanced. So uh. You can do that, but d- during this gray lockdown, so th- it's cold, it's snowy outside. There's not many people out there, but everybody's walking their dog. Most people have dogs or husbands. They're not wearing masks. <laughs> they're just outside walking their dog they're doing that and then oh I've got to go shopping alright well I'll put my mask on before I walk through the door <laughs> I'm going to the bank like I was in the bank and there's all these people walking up to the door and they're like searching their pockets <laughs> for their mask I'm like, and then they show up and they, they walk by the hand sanitizer zone you know yeah. they're, they're not even doing this they're not even taking their temperatures when on. they're walking we were, we the were talking. we were talking as soon as you got back what kind of masks are they wearing <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing they're wearing cloth masks. They're wearing like like flimsy like their 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 curtains. You know they're they're cutting up their curtains and making masks out of them. Some people, all right, and but they're selling these these cloth masks all over the place. And I'm like, other people are more responsible. They're using like two layer, three layer. But I'm like, but it's also a big part of home, right? Yeah. You don't want the plain white mask. I'm a, uh, I'm a Yankees want... fan. I got the well, Yankees. every every mask is got Yankees a, bandana. A, 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 you know. A, a, it's personalized, right? So there's the Maple Leaf mask, you know, the the hockey team masks. The, but how many I've the seen stores like, from masks. the riots at the yeah. parliament there and, and whatever? These guys all have just bandanas tied around their mouths. Like, well, that's, I, don't, that's, I don't mean all of them, of course, but a lot of them. That's precisely and, the problem. And I think I think you bring up a good point is that there's the mixed messages out there. Like exactly. when, when you can wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask outside because it's safe. But as soon as you go into a store, you have to wear a mask. And of course, that mask can be one of these hundred different varieties. There, there's nothing, there's no standardization. Because of you which, can't limit my freedom. Of which mask, yeah. And so that you do, you have people wearing bananas. I was shopping and I go, why is that person wearing a face shield? How can that be safe? They're, you know? Yeah. You know, they're wearing a face shield in the grocery store, picking up different fruits and vegetables. And then I see... Buddy, he's putting on like surgical <laughs> gloves. He's got, honestly, he's got a face shield. He's got a mask, you know, and he's going shopping. It was like a hazmat suit. Yeah, and I'm but like, but still, like Costco there's... last week, you see the Ajima still putting on their gloves for yeah. for the shopping carts. Yeah. I'm like, they got sanitizer. You can just spray it down. And yeah. but yeah. if you're the germaphobe or if you're high yeah, risk sure. or whatever, well, then the touching take more of things, right? It's the touching. It there the. Every everybody makes kind of makes up their own rules. There's a basic rule, and then everybody makes up their own rule. So you go shopping, and they've got the arrows on the ground, the special stickers. Like somebody obviously was on the ball and said, "All right, let's make the social distancing and arrow stickers." So so they've got them down, and so you can only walk like one direction 
you, if you go the other way, you get dirty looks. Like I was like, oh my, I'm walking the wrong way. Trout. Going down a one way. Trout. And also, yeah. and so you can only walk this way. And so everybody <laughs> religiously follows the rules, right? Everybody's social distancing and they're following the rules and they're walking all the proper way. And they're stopping, and when they stop, you have to stop. The government you're owns not allowed, us. You're not allowed to pass them in the aisle, right? You have to stop and pretend that you're looking for something as well, you know? <laughs> so I was I was shocked. I passed a lady, and she said, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sir. But there's way too much freedom and, that and I was, to, I, oh, to and restrict. I was, and like I was that. like, okay, okay. So... And so I, I was like, oh, I guess I got to wait. And, she's, and everybody, of course, they're Canadians. They're apologizing continuously. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, we're all in the same boat. Past eight guys. And then, and then we're waiting in line. And I had a few beers in my cart because, you know, I, I, I want to drink a couple of beers. You can only pay for your beer at certain tellers. There's, so there's, a, there's a, the beer sign, right? Oh. All right. So, you know, obviously I didn't know that. Oh, God. I didn't Can know that. shit more complicated? So, hold on, they're selling beers in the supermarket? In the supermarket, yeah. Well, that's a step up. Yeah, and so... You have to only be their beer store. Yeah, yeah and so I'm... All right, so I go, all right, no, no. In every other province? Okay, so the guy, the guy, the young guy who's in charge of making the line go, oh, you can go here, you can go here. He didn't notice my beers because they look like colas or whatever. So he goes, yeah, go to number three. So I go, I go to number three, and the lady's like, why do you have beer? I go, because the guy told me to come here. Because I want to have a drink. Is that okay, lady? She she yells at the guy. Why did you tell him to come here? No, no. Now that we got to call the manager, so she's like, please come to teller three, manager Eileen, please come to three. And then then I'm getting dirty looks. I'm like, man, I'm just. I'm I'm explaining this away. I'm like, the the kid told me to come here. I think he made a mistake. And he's he's like he's like, yeah, it was me. It was me. It caused a lot of trouble, man. All of a sudden, there's all these people around, and you know, and everybody's trying to practice social distance. Just like it's just some beers. They had to override the system. And then, of course, they're like, how are you gonna pay for that? I go cash, and they're like, I don't want. We just want a card because it's only one thing, right? And I'm giving them like. Hundreds, because yeah. the bank here in Korea, they give me hundreds, and they're like, they gotta check it, right? They yeah. gotta get the black line. <laughs> they're checking it, and then, and then they're like, okay, I'm allowed to do that. Like the, the, it became a little bit complicated, but once I knew the system, once I knew the system, yeah. this is what I can and cannot do. All right, everything's good. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I can walk. I can't walk this way. I, I'm not supposed to touch <laughs> the fruit. I'm only supposed to look at it very carefully. <laughs> And then grab it. Oh, jeez, Louise! Little... It was, it was, it was a learning process. Whereas over here, it's really free over here. It comparatively, you know, when I went to E-Mart on the weekend, mm. wow, it was. It just seemed like normal, but everybody's wearing a mask. That that's been the thing all along, right? And Everyone so think, wears a mask and, and whatever doesn't. And I, I think here to. in Korea, like I kind of feel strange talking to you guys without wearing a mask. You can put it and, on if you want. You know. You know, yeah. I, do, I do, but you know, I'm pretty sure no one here has. No, I think we are used to it. I get out of my house and like just, I'm standing at the lift. Something feels weird. Oh no, mask. Yeah. yeah. I still leave. Like, even after one mask. year. It's even after one year. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got my masks on the front door. The ladies, the lady got in the elevator yesterday. She must have been about eighty or ninety, and she got in, and Lena goes, "Oh, oh," and I'm like, "Are you okay? What's wrong?" And she's like. No mask, no mask, and the, the grandma's like, oh, oh, oh. like yeah. she committed a, you know, a cardinal a crime. Sin. Yeah, and my my five year old daughter's pointing it out yeah. to her, and yeah. she was like, oh no. But isn't isn't that strange here in Korea that you can you can 
you know, elders are really important here. You're not supposed to talk back to your elders. You're supposed to respect them. But when it comes to mask, it's okay oh, to yeah. call them out. It just, it's just reaction, yeah. right? I mean, she yeah. wasn't trying to be mean, but yeah, yeah. she's, she's learned that. And, and I wonder what our, how our kids will, will reflect. Yours is a little bit yeah. older and knows more, but my daughter thinks that just everything that happens is because of Corona. Whatever something is, she said, oh, teacher didn't come today. Why? Corona. Uh, we had to have rice noodles today. Why? Oh, Corona. So whenever something's wrong, the answer is it's because of Corona. and It's a good excuse. But, but I mean, yeah. I wonder like if they can remember that five, ten years from now. Remember when everything happened in those two years, whatever, because of Corona? Yeah. And, you know, Johnny wore red pants. Why? Oh, it's Corona. You can't wear blue pants yeah. now. <laughs> it may in fact happen it may in fact that that will just become you know in the future it'll be like oh that was the year or the two years of coronavirus where everything changed but i think everyone yeah. like they, they everybody hear, will just say oh i will just blame it on corona they, they will start they forgetting. hear they hear yeah. 50 or 60 percent of what we do is i said like my wife says yeah. don't touch the railing in the elevator why corona corona do the, corona corona but then it becomes everything like why are we eating meat tonight yeah. oh, corona Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. but but that's what now it seems like my daughter's telling me everything is just because of corona there's no other reason for it yeah that's a it's a virus manifesting itself yeah. in our brains yeah. it's slowly yeah, it's a sure. parasite bro it's not sure. a virus i i i found it's it interesting over. i found it interesting you know that that in in canada they would they, they everything is because of the coronavirus but it, it is they they do they blame everything on the coronavirus oh Wife and and in dishes? a sense, in a sense, it is the the overriding <laughs> principle of what's going on. Everybody's only thinking of the coronavirus because of this and that. Yeah. And well, you know what though, too, when it, you're it stuck is, in it's your, affected our lives more than anything. When you're stuck time. in your house, everything you see on TV, and that's man, you can't you can't watch the news anymore. Even well, the news here is even brutal. I remember when it first, uh, you know, when it first broke out, probably around this time last year, and you turn on the news and it was the same stock videos of like one guy in like a in like a tube stretcher i don't know how to say it. like he's yeah. on the stretcher with the yeah 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 and then the the stock image of the um of the ambulance is going in in red lights and then you know people with masks and hazmat suits like fuck, come on dude if that's all you're watching fuck everything is everything is the corona but then and I, the numbers wonder... the numbers right the numbers just going up it's interesting i i when i was back home i started getting into fox news because i really wanted to see what half of America and half of Canada is thinking, yeah. right? And Fox News doesn't even update their coronavirus thing anymore. It's just, it's been staying, it's stayed at 45 million people who are infected, nine, 9 million active cases or whatever, you know? Like, it, they, they stopped it, like, months and months ago. They don't even update it anymore. It's just there. You click on it, nothing happens. Enough. You have to go down, you have to go down. <laughs> and, of course, their coronavirus coverage you have to search for it. It's not even. It's not even a headline like in most news sites. And so, is it because all, of a sudden, they're, they're... all of a sudden, I start thinking, wait a second, Fox News is is they're downplaying Corona. It's not even part of the regular news cycle anymore. The only thing that's part of their news cycle is criticizing what's going on because of coronavirus and the absurdity of coronavirus. That's what Fox News is criticizing. So I go, all right. So half the people are getting well, their information in, right? from here. They would have switched their tone. No, right? it's always been like that. Yeah. The, the coronavirus is something that didn't exist. It it, it existed, <laughs> but it was it was a plot. It was a conspiracy. In a sense, they're looking at they they know it's real. They know people are dying, but they're looking at it like it's been downplayed. 
they, they downplay it as much as possible so that people can get back that sense of normalcy for them. Mm. They want people to work. And of course, they love it now that Cuomo is embroiled in this right. scandal. Yeah. This is front page. Not the fact that there's coronavirus, but the fact that they lied. And he should be. And, and, well, he should be, absolutely. He's, he's guilty of sin for downplaying it. He, he did the complete opposite. He was fighting with Trump about, you know, what's going on. And they criticized him for fighting with Trump. But then all of a sudden, now they're, they're absolutely happy. They're, they're, in, they're joyful that he was covering things up in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, they're absolutely... And so that's the headline. It's not mm-hmm. the fact that 200 million people in America, you know, have been affected by coronavirus directly, mm-hmm. you know? But there's, it's, there's, there's, you know. it's got to be something in the middle of it, right? Because I, I check, I check on it just to see. Probably now, I used to check every day, yeah. just because I was so curious in the numbers. But uh, and just to compare and contrast, like mm-hmm. how is Korea like this, but this country's like this? And mm-hmm. how, and I've lived in or traveled in a lot of these countries. There's no way the numbers are accurate. In India, they're not they're not testing 99 percent of the people. Absolutely. So you can say whatever numbers you want, but I know that those are 100 percent bullshit. Yeah. So saying America is the worst by a mile. Yeah. Well. No, Hold on. Not. Half the countries aren't even testing or don't even know, you know, they don't have the means, they don't have the infrastructure, the money to test. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. having the ticker, having the ticker on the SBS or KBS, yeah. KBN saying, you know, Ulsan 3, yeah, um, yeah. is that necessary or does that just create, I mean, it, I think it's crazy. It does. It creates, it creates a sense of fear, it creates a sense of doom, right? And, and, and the numbers are always going up. Right, and mm. so it's not getting better. It's not going backwards. It's going up. It's not a countdown. So I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It, it has such a big perception, though. Like if you see the number, like the total case reported till now, it always goes up, yeah. right? But if you see current cases, it gives you kind of hope. Like in Ulsan, there are not many yeah. current cases. Couple, yeah, couple. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. we don't yeah. feel that uh, afraid about it. Exactly. But and I wonder it, it too, is, if there's a couple, isn't there? 50 or 60? Well, how can, there, is, how can there only be a couple? That's, this is the numbers that they're, <laughs> that, that they're looking at. And so in America, one lady did the numbers. She said, all right, so if there's one person been inf- uh, infected, they say there's 10 other people that have it. Right. She goes, well, now we've reached 30 million infections. That means everybody in America should have coronavirus That's or right. have had it. Right. Mm. And all of a sudden, she, she brought the flaw in numbers in data mm. she brought it up completely She's like yeah you know what you're right and all of a sudden the people who support trump they see that group and they go yeah absolutely this is all it's a government hoax it's a conspiracy theory it's this a, this is really isn't happening the only the only thing that or, or one you know when i was trying to make my own opinions of it in the early days when you saw the refrigerator trucks outside new york chicago yeah. oh yeah that's not normal when you see them in brazil digging mass graves that you can call it whatever you want, yeah. but that's reality. I mean, you're looking at it, mass graves, and, and what is it? What's it called? Staten Island? What's yeah. Island oh yeah, the yeah. right I nearby mean, there. Like yep. that's not that's not Normal. what happens. That's not a regular flu or or just no. a flu or whatever. And the other stuff, I, I don't know how much of whatever I believe because I think it's all same. Everyone's yeah. got different metrics. Everyone's yeah. got different ways. But but what I know is that watching that world odometer or whatever and and. I mean, those things are not anywhere close to accurate. No. Telling me that Botswana has 27 cases. No. Botswana has way bigger needs, day-to-day living needs, than counting corona yeah. and tests, spending their government budget on corona tests. They, they just don't have the funds. Because that those aren't places yeah. that have saved for, yeah. you know, they don't have a rainy day fund. They, they have like a tomorrow fund and that's it. Yeah. 
And if you don't do your work today, you can't you can't get it tomorrow. India, the guys protesting and and uh, the farmers, eh? The yeah, farmer yeah. protest. No one was wearing masks when I was watching those protests yeah, yeah. In, in Canada. I mean, in, they in got Canada. A, it's yeah. big news because there's a large Indian population all over Canada. So they it was certainly big news. And of course, the Canadian government was chirping away as well too. And and a lot of Sikhs in Canada were yeah. were adding fuel to the fire. And the you know. And then, of course, the Canadian prime minister calls up the prime minister of India begging for vaccines. Yes. Wow. All at the same time, man. Like, for one week, the India, India-Canada India relations, they were they were at a really bad point. We're okay now. You know? Like, well, yeah, they worked it out. Modri, to his credit, he said, Canada needs vaccines, they'll get them. And then it was done. The Canadian media was criticizing. After we can vaccinate 1.3 yeah. billion. After, after you, you know. get them in 2025. You yeah. know, they're criticizing Trudeau. They're saying, look, we asked you this exact same question and you couldn't give us an answer. We asked the Prime Minister of India and he gives us an answer just like that. What's going on? How come you can't give us the straight goods? It's so, it's so weird to grow up in a place that you think is the center of the world and everyone else is poor. And we're, I don't know, I grew up thinking Canada and the States is like the absolute cat's ass. And now you move abroad and you're like, oh, no, no, we're not even it's, close. It's outside, <laughs> outside looking in, man. It's, it's part of our picture. entitlement. We, we think we're in Canada, especially. They have this thing that, well, we're entitled to everything. We're the number one. We're the number one country in the world. We should have well, the in best hockey, of everything. And that's a given, but... Uh, in uh, <laughs> everything, whenever you saw the numbers, right, world rankings, Canada was always up there. And, and Canada, Canadians truly believed that we had everything. And then all of a sudden, when, when this began, and the, the fact that they had like piles of PPE sitting in Winnipeg that had to be thrown out because it was past the expiry date. And then all of a sudden, they, they go down into Toronto and they're like, yeah, we don't have any PPE. There's guys calling, private guys from, from Chinese businessmen are saying, yeah, I can get you a million masks. I can get you 10 million this. I can get you this. And the government's saying, go to our website and fill out the form. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. They're like, and the Canadians, normal Canadian Joes are reading this on the on the news going, well, what's the government doing? They've dropped the ball. We're, hey, maybe we're not number one anymore. Yeah. And then the criticism just started piling up. So yeah. what does Trudeau do? What do? They just start throwing money at the problem. Yeah. They just start, throwing, we'll give you $2,000 a month, which in essence, it seems like a lot of money. But when you're paying money for internet and your phone and your car and your insurance and your rent, that two thousand dollars is gone, and you don't. Eat. Wait a Hold second. On. And then I they, haven't even bought food. I haven't. I haven't even. Didn't they try and take half of the money back? They're like, well, oh, because sorry, we did pe the... people weren't eligible. They, they, in the beginning, they let anybody who could fill out a form got it, and then they said, in the in the upcoming weeks and months, we'll come back to you and say if you were eligible or not. And so this happened all over in in the Atlantic provinces, especially Jesus. where people had met the threshold on the website, but they hadn't read the fine print that it was not your net income, it was taxable. It was the income after taxes, that yeah. you pay taxes that you could collect the SERB benefit. So all these people are saying, oh, I only need to make $5,000 a, a year and mm. I can collect SERB. They were like, oh, great. Well, it turns out, yeah, but you know, 
it's 5,000 after tax dollars that mm. you can actually collect this much CERB. You can't collect the whole thing. It's insane. So all these people are getting notices. Oh, you owe us $18,000. You owe us this much. And they're like, well, we can't pay you. You know. But again, it's a damned yeah. if you do, damned yeah, if you don't. Yeah, damned if you don't. So you, you're, you're in a city. Look at the states now. Biden, I'm going to I'm gonna send that stimulus out yeah. first day, first week. And here we are, you know, going That's on two there. months. Yeah. And it's it's still going to be a month or two before what it about the What about the, I'm going to pay back 50000 for everyone's student debt yeah i don't think he's done that no either. they can't oh dude yeah but that's a less pressing yeah right issue, now, issue oh, right now. but yeah. you think the stimulus check would have been the first thing that and, and they want to get out the and door and they could have sent it out like he could have just stamped it and sent yeah. it out right but he tried for the like, bipartisanship and yeah tried to play the games or whatever so i but again you're screwed if you do screw if you don't in that case just get the money out people need it yeah just get the money out and that's well, what Canada especially did. and this and is some a, people who don't need it got it who needs the money? It's like the hairdresser who can't open her shop anymore. It's the server who used to bring, you know, your beers and your meals when you went to the restaurant. They're out of a job. But how they're, do you, how do you filter they're, all those, right? They're, they're out of three jobs, actually, because they just don't have one job. They're doing this. they got a, they got three yeah. part-time jobs. All of a sudden, what, what, I can't afford to live in my apartment anymore. This, you know, my, my, my bachelor or bachelorette. I can't afford it. I have to get a roommate. Mm. You know what happened to few of my friends kids oh dad dad i can't i can't afford my apartment anymore I couldn't imagine yeah what what, what should i do well what about you and your friends that work together what about all you guys just renting a, a, a house or renting a, a, a bigger apartment so you can share costs okay that's a good idea you know so they're doing that and so all these parents are helping their kids who are independent move into smaller places and sharing accommodations because they're not nobody's working anymore because they all work in the gig economy. You know, yeah. if, if you do have a full-time job, you know, in general, you're working at home or you're going into the workplace. Everyone's got a side hustle. Right? Yeah. But in the, the young people, people in their 20s, they're all, they're all working part-time. Like in general, a lot of people are working part-time. Mm. Three jobs. And so the, they're the ones who are affected. The people with small business owners are affected. The restaurateurs, you know, they're all affected. You know? it'll it'll be wild to look back in in 10 years at the lasting effects health effects of yeah. corona oh. and see what it's like oh. the effects on these kids wearing masks and educate being educated online does one year of your life educated online make that much difference does it not like the high school seniors who you know who compete, lost competing for grades to get into the best yep. schools and now it, i mean and, and the guys who are trying to make the national team or the NDA under 18 hockey team that doesn't exist or the OHL. What about the Olympics? The, the draft. The Olympics. All, yeah. all of this stuff, right? It, everyone's it'll been be, affected by it. But it'll be really cool to look back in 10 years and, and or interesting to see like what what are the lasting effects of this and what we were thinking. We're at, we're at a time where we can comprehend what's going on and kids I are think, a little bit young. I think I it's going to be a lot of data for academics that this, what happens here will, will fuel will yeah. fuel a, a new knowledge economy. I think well, there's a lot of there's a lot that's going to happen with with this coronavirus that's going to affect us f for a decade maybe and the dire maybe longer. the direction education Yeah, takes. and the direction like all of a sudden, oh, maybe maybe we can start doing more things online. All of a sudden, online degrees got validated yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. At, <laughs> at my, my friend's kid, all right? She's he's they are off in in the same city. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so Kitchener and Waterloo are conurbations, right? Eight kilometers apart. The child 
did not go home for Christmas because they're living in a residence with four other people and they live there together. They share, everything's done in the residence. They, they had classes, the professor would show up, the professor was allowed to go home, but the students were all in the school, in the residence, that was their bubble. Hmm. They weren't. They could get. They could get things delivered, but they weren't allowed. They could go shopping quickly. Mm. That, but they weren't. They were in basic lockdown, so that they could continue their education, so that they didn't have to risk going home and picking up the bug and then coming back. They didn't have to risk any of this stuff. That they could focus on their education. Yeah. But the, it was lucky. The university was lucky that they were able to do that. That they had this space available for these kids to do that. A lot of kids, out of city kids, out of province kids, they were all doing online stuff. Yeah. So you had a choice. You could either live in residence or an approved building and live in this type of lockdown bubble and keep going to university, or you could stay at home and do it online. It was up to you. One one good thing about Korea, I like how they move back and forth between, really fluidly between online and offline. Offline, their numbers go down, boom. We're going to do go one third. Class, yeah. yeah, and, and the, the online still... Still available. I still love, available. I in love Canada, that. I need to mention with the public schools, you had a choice. Either online or go to class when school opens. And you had to make that choice. And it was a hard choice. Once you're in the school system again, apparently you're not allowed to go back to online. I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. Why? Oh, Why? That's absurd. Yeah. yeah but they're like, so I see, I see like the, the web, you know, the, the websites that where, where the parents are communicating and you know, on Facebook and other different, the, the education websites that get posted. All right, the parents complain. Well, we just had a case in the school. We know which class it is because everybody's been notified. Is my kid safe? Can I still send my kid to school? And then there's a mom who's online said, well, you made the choice. Now you have to live with it. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. And wait a second. Yeah. You know, they were friends. Yeah. So, you know, like they're neighbors, you know, two weeks ago. And now all of a sudden, well, you made the choice. Now you have to live with it. The corona you know, divide. Like, you know, so yeah. So this whole what thing shows us how unprepared we were for these. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, this, is, and this is not, you know, where, <clears throat> where people are dropping dead left, right, and center. I mean, this is a, yeah. I don't know if we can call it mild, but I think there's much worse that could come, right, in, in, in moving oh, forward. The, yeah, it's not the plague. So, so it, I mean, it, it shows right. that it shows how ill-prepared we are. and but and badly adaptable. Like, even if we had solutions, we couldn't easily... Like, that's just a lot of red tape and shit at home man we, people are reluctant to adapt and i think most everybody's conservative but, but, they get into the routine they want to follow their routine all of a sudden you throw in this and then all of a sudden it's like oh man i gotta adapt and of course in the beginning they didn't nobody knew so they were just getting oh this is only going to last a little bit you know okay. and then the most powerful man in the world the president of the united states says you don't need to wear masks you don't wear it's just a mild no, flu right? we're gonna we're gonna conquer this in two months screwed up half the world and all of a sudden everybody <laughs> believed this guy or at least not everybody but a lot of people believed. i said well if the, if the man who he should know he's you know he's the leader of the free world he should know so if nothing else and, we'll be we should be much more well prepared for the next well the next one everybody should be able to just jump on it right away oh, i remember when that happened all right this is what we have to do isn't this what disaster planners are supposed to be doing well, that, that's doesn't, what I wonder. like what, doesn't, what were they planning for doesn't, doesn't what the kind of pandemics did they plan for doesn't the government have like people whose job it is is to plan for like natural disasters and things that happen texas the snowstorm in oh. texas how can you have half Half of the the biggest or second biggest state with no water, no electricity for days and days. 
How long do that? I mean, we get and, it. We get it in Canada, and it's just yeah. normal, right? Okay, but oh, no. The thing is, though, they knew know. because the same thing happened in 2011, and they said this is what you have to do, and none of them did it because it would have eaten into their profits. Well, that's it. And that was the whole thing. <laughs> it was it a money-driven. Wait, it's gonna eat into our profits? No. Look at California. Year after year, the wildfires, and and the, the energy companies that own everything, they're more than willing to just pay people off than actually invest in infrastructure. Right. They'll say, oh, we'll give you $4 billion US dollars. It's cheaper than having to build new towers and lines. I think, yeah. The, that, that's the insane it's part. It's all about the money, that's right? That's the insane part, is that it's cheaper to to, to worry about it afterwards than As to actually do, do the preventative stuff, to be proactive in the beginning. To play devil's advocate, if your taxes went up because of a, a potential... Yeah, because we we need more money to plan for a potential yeah. uh, more disaster or yeah. or pandemic. Are you gonna revote that guy in? Well, that's that thing. It is all about the money. Yeah. But the the irony of it all is that Canada, in fact, did have a task force, a, a group of doctors that were there to monitor the health of the world and to tell the Canadian government, yeah, there's a pandemic here, there's a problem, there's Ebola here. There's SARS over here. This is happening here. Let's get on top of it. They actually, in fact, did have that department in the Canadian government. Was the head of that department the one who said who came out and said, "Stay home and jerk off"? For and they well, no, what, <laughs> for the what, whole what, pandemic. What happened is <laughs> that they, they disbanded. And... They disbanded that department and said, we, "You guys are better allocated to come back to Canada and look at Canada's health issue rather than keeping your eyes on the world." Huh. And that that was the irony of it all. And it was only. You know, we say only, but it was only like a half dozen people. You yeah. know, they they make good money. They're doctors. They're, it's an advisory council, so yeah. they're not full time employees. They're just advisors. They work at universities. They get paid a stipend. But the, you know, I, to do this I job, imagine, I right? Imagine it, now. it was costing peanuts, mm. like maybe a million dollars, two million dollars a year to keep your eyes on the world. And they said, let's cut that because we, we you know, we can save that money. Yeah, I, right, right. And I imagine now the trust in the medical system must be at an all-time low, and medical professionals and in in that regard of how, yeah. who's because Who we did, haven't fixed yeah. this, we haven't. It's not gone. We have that we're in a probably a worse place now than we were months and months ago, and nothing's changed. And we've been believing these guys. So if the two-week lockdown will will do it, if the mask will do it, how come we're still in this situation? Yeah. So I, I'm sure that there are going to be a lot of problems with trust. And the, and the well, medical industry. Well, every doctor I talked to, and I and I spoke to like three or four, maybe four of them, you know, because my mom died. So I, I was curious, you know, what drugs was my mom on when she passed away? I got this giant list of her drugs. I'm going to call the family doctor and find out. Purple, so purple he, haze. He's, he's not allowed. He's not rhino. allowed to tell me, <laughs> you know, the you know the, the 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 drug. You know, he can only explain what the drug does. So I'm asking him all these questions, and then I see even him, after someone passes, what, yeah, yeah, that's still completely confidential. Like their medical histories, but they can only tell you when you have the information and you ask them the specific question, then they can give you the answers. But they're not allowed to volunteer anything because of liability, right? Because he wasn't the doctor prescribing these things. Yeah. He's he just knows what each drug does. So I'm asking him, and then so we're you know we're getting the conversation about what's going on in the pandemic and how his patients are dealing with it, and he says this is the worst thing ever, man. This is terrible. I'm, you know, I've got patients who are in long-term care homes that can't see their kids. They're doing Zoom messages if they if they can even get mm. that. 
they, they get one hour a week to see their family. Mm-hmm. And that family member has to be tested every two weeks to be able to go in yeah. to visit their, their, their family member. He said, it's terrible. The palliative care doctor who was, who was you know, my mom's caregiver, f- caregiver the main guy, I, he says to me, he goes, I, you know, your mom's situation, she was lucky. She, she died at home. He goes, I see patients in these, in these facilities and they've got nobody. He goes, at least your mom had somebody around. Yeah. He's going, it's horrible talking to parents and, and, and kids and the, their loved ones in, in the hospital and they can't even see them. They see them through his glass. They can't even hug their parents. You know, he's going, it's horrible. He's going, I had this conversation a million times. Yeah. Every day, it's just talking about the coronavirus and yeah. the problems, the stresses that everybody feels. And of course, they're the ones getting, because they're the face, the nurses, they're getting yelled at by frustrated people. Absolutely. And so their stress levels are going up. Mm. Be, and they're, they're like, there's nothing I can do. The, this the, is the rule. They're the new, uh, right? they're the new airport workers. It, it's, it's horrible. Everybody's <laughs> that, that getting hidden, yelled that's at. That's why I say 10 years later to see like how much PTSD or, or oh. whatever ends up from oh. this. And and maybe maybe a huge spike in creativity from people who were at yeah. home, you know, yeah. being well, creative. Yeah. But all the different aspects are just, the, it's, it's a really fascinating situation. The funeral home workers that I were, were talking with, they're like, look, yeah, things are really, we're having a lot more cases, you know, a lot more funerals than we ever had before, you know, like it's, yeah. this is happening, this is happening. The crematorium is running, you know, full time. They have no choice, right? People, people are Wild. dying. There's a lot more extra deaths. The crematorium has to keep operating. They, you know, they've had to hire staff. Well, you said funeral home. How, you, you don't have a full service, do you? No, you can't. So what do you like? What's Look, the people are doing? People are doing online funerals. You can have like up to ten people in the room, maybe twenty five now, depending on which level you're at. Right, but it's all online, so they live stream the funeral. The person doing the funeral, whichever whichever faith you believe in, or whoever's doing the ceremony, and then the immediate families there. Of course, they're all socially distanced, wearing masks, mm. and then there's people online and contributing. And so it's it's a really the, the funeral homes have adapted, mm. like, you know, because they they've, there's so many things going on. They they had to change quickly, so they were mm. able to do it quite. And technology really helped out, definitely. But it's not the same. You can't grieve. You can't hug people. Yeah. You can't. But even for them, adapting to everyone's different needs, needs. right? I mean, dealing with the death of a loved one is something pretty personal and serious. I mean, everybody wants or has different needs and desires. And God, I can't imagine the the lengths they must go. I'm in Korea. Like they're like, well, yeah, you're you're the the, you're not the only one. The international person whose loved member has died, family member died. There's people from America having to come. It's not just coronavirus because other people are dying for other reasons as sure. well too. That still happens. It's insane. Like the, the they're going, yeah. All right, here you go. Well, unfortunately, we have to send you an email, picture of your mom to identify that this is your mom before we cremate her. Ugh. I'm like, oh, well, uh, all right. There's no other choice, right? I can't go. Well, like what you would do, you'd go to the funeral home and say, yes, that's my mom. But no, they have to take a picture, and then you have to look at it and you go, yes. Yes, that that was my mother. Wow. Right, like this is what people Wild. are going through. After after your mom passed, and that what four months, five months ago? Yeah, four months ago. Yeah. And then I had a conversation after talking to you, and then I I called and talked to mom and dad right away. I was like, "Have you guys like we got five kids, and I mean, we all together we're like thirty something people. If we all get together with all of our kids and and mom." We can't have a funeral when it's only five people or whatever. Like, what have we talked about this? Do you guys understand that? 
there's no way I can probably come home. I don't even understand What's it, but, seven, I, but it's a reality. It'd be 10 grand in 17 days. Not that money's the important part, but yeah. it'd take you it 17 would, days before you met anyone. Yeah, and that's that's the, right. that's the big thing. I think Jason went through that, is that he was alone, you know? And, like, I was alone. I went home, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in an apartment by myself, you yeah. know, for 14 days. There's no support. There's no, you know, the Jason, phone is there. Jason said he couldn't even give his mama. No, he couldn't do anything. He, his, his was more immediate. I was, in a sense, a little... My situation was different in that I had time to grieve with my family here in Korea, and then I went home after the fact, so it wasn't, you yeah, know, yeah, it was still a terrible situation. But yeah. It wasn't as bad, you know, I wasn't fresh, mm-hmm. right? I had been able to grieve, and I'd been able to go that, and I was able to do things that needed to be done. But those 14 days, if you have to go home after a loved one has died, like, in essence, I think it, it's, it's almost kind of pointless to go home for a funeral in these times. Because you can't do anything. Listen, we do. Yeah. You can't do anything. You, the best thing to do is to, like, of course, it was winter, so we can't even have a, a Zoom meeting. Put put in put someone into the ground, right? Like, so oh, you, you have the only thing you can do is have the ceremony online. And this is what my cousin did when her father passed away in in July. They had a, a celebration of, of memories, right? So everybody who knew could get online and they could remember my uncle, mm. you know. And I said, oh, well, that's great. That's great. That's fantastic. I think that's good. The problem is when you're like my mom and you're a retired person, all of a sudden these retired people can't do that because they don't have access to the technology to do it. They don't know the technology. Mm. They can't go to their kids mm. to help them because no one's allowed to mix because everybody's living in their own little bubble. household bubble. Right? So I go, for me personally, there's no point in having an online funeral or anything because None of my mom's friends can partake in it. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I did talk to them and I've I never did thought of that, yeah. I did meet with them, but we were outside in the, like a blizzard because we could only meet outside. <laughs> right? They're giving me things that was my mom's and they're giving me cards and you know, the sympathizing and, and things like that. We're talking and I'm like, look, you know, honestly, I'm gonna come back in two years and we'll have a type of celebration when everything's normal mm. and we'll have a remembrance ceremony. And I'm looking at these old ladies and I'm like I and they're, I can see it in their eyes. They're going, if I make it, yeah, I'll be there. If I'm still around, I'll yeah, be yeah. there. Right? All the retired people, people who are older, all their friends are in the same age group. Like, really, it's very difficult, you know, for, for them to, to, to for them to grieve. Right? Their friend of, of 50 years, of 60 years has passed away. Yeah. Well, and mind you, at the same time, I called, you know, People in British Columbia, my mom's oldest friends, mm. when she came to Canada, you know, she knew them like 60, more than 60 years, Jesus. right? Her oldest friends. And I called them in British Columbia and I said, oh, by the way, you know, John and Irene, you know, my mom passed away. And they go, we, we kind of had that feeling because we called it Christmas and, and the phone was disconnected. Mm. So we kind of had a feeling. And I go, I'm sorry I didn't call earlier, but I didn't have your telephone number. Yeah. You know, so now I'm in Canada and I'm making these calls and I made this call like maybe a half dozen times. Yeah. Oh. And you know what? They were like, they were grieving. They said, oh, we feel so bad. But at the same time, you know, you could hear them. They're going, yeah, well, we've made plans. We've made plans for our future with our kids. You know, these are bad times. Yeah. We know we feel wow. bad, you know, this and that. But they, they all know more. They know mortality. Yeah. You know, they know what's coming. But and J- at JT, the same time, JT said his dad had a hunting he was going to be teaching a hunting yeah. course his his and they father were, passed away suddenly and they right? were phoning to register for the yeah. hunting course and he was staying at his mom's i think his mom went to his brother's house mm-hmm. or something 
And he was answering the phone saying, I'm sorry, the hunting court. I just can't imagine how... Yeah, how do you deal with that? Like How crazy all this Psychologically, stuff like you, how do you grieve, right? And so, like, that's why I honestly say, if overseas, un- it's unfortunate to say, but if your parent passes away, it's it's absolutely pointless going home. And I remember you told me that, and I was kind of shocked, like, really? You're not going to go? And then you explained to me some of the details and stuff, and I, I just hadn't thought about it. But after you told me, I talked with my parents, and... I said, my sister's got five kids, so that's already a party of nine yeah. with just my parents and that family. Yeah, yeah. So even my brothers and sisters in Canada wouldn't be possible to go. Yeah. Uh, look, they're, they're thinking about, speaking of that, they're thinking of banning interprovincial travel. Like, you know, the Atlantic bubble, people from Quebec and wherever in Ontario weren't allowed to go over unless it was a very good reason that you could go. It was an essential reason, like you had to provide care for somebody. But the Atlantic bubble... It was there for the very good reason. They wanted yeah. to protect their communities, yeah. right? They didn't want people, people driving, like people driving into the Atlantic, out of province license plate. They were, they were, they were getting flack in the streets. People were yelling at them, go yeah. home, you know, all these yeah. things, right? British Columbia as well, too. So, yeah, like th- when someone passes away in this situation during this pandemic, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's sad. It's a really bad situation for everybody all to... around comes you back know? to how we how we can adapt and i think like in your in your case nate you uh you feel maybe guilty that you that you can't go home but i don't know man i don't know if that's the the right feeling to have because you can't I don't, you can't do anything it's a powerlessness i don't i don't i don't think I <clears> feel it's like, not a guilt it's yeah. it's I, I thought it was guilt at first but mm. it's no it's that absolute powerlessness yeah, you where you can't do the worst, anything the worst and there's no at least if i had a choice, choice and yeah. i chose to, to stay for a while, fine. But it's the not having a choice that makes you feel kind of helpless. Yeah. But I think I lost that part of that guilt. Like, what, mom and dad are, whatever, 70s. So it uh, it's old enough. Sure, everyone would uh, like they can watch all the kids grow up and whatever. But someone, someone told me before, someone said, or I read it, and they said, if you don't go home when they're alive, why on earth would you go home when they're dead? Yeah. Why, why would you spend money to go home when they're dead? And and that's my that's that's kind of my that's a good point. That's kind of my thinking now. Like, why would you send flowers when they're dead and not when they're alive? When they're alive, who gives yeah. a shit if uh, you send flowers when they're dead? Well, nowadays, nowadays, uh, bro, you gotta take They're not even sending flowers anymore. Everybody's saying, please donate money. Mm. Oh, yeah, to, that's definitely more common <clears throat> to whatever charity. society, a charity or whatever. Heart and stroke. Yeah. Diabetes, but yeah. but so that's that's what some something changed four or five or six years ago and. I remember giving dad a hug and crying in Tampa Bay when we were leaving there. And I thought that'd be the last, the last time, probably for sure. And we've seen him twice more since. Yeah. I think we're, we li- we're living on borrowed time and I, I appreciate every chance and every Zoom call. But after your experience and hearing some other ones, I, I as hard as it would be, I mean, I, I'm still, I'm okay with it. I don't think I would feel guilty at all now. And even if, like I miss Nona's, I mean, that was, that was a tough one. And and she's she was the head of the family and ten daughters and all of my forty two cousins or whatever. Yeah. I mean that's a, a big family, family man. Big... And and we're tight Jeez. and they were all there, watching World Juniors together and they were celebrating her life and it was a party. It was sad, but it was yeah. a party. Yeah. And and I missed that one, but that's the same day my daughter was born and mom and my sister had to yeah. race back to get to that. <clears throat> and that was tough, but you're yeah. gonna have to make some of those choices in life and you well, got to be able to just that's. Accept what you what you choose. Precisely it, you know. And I can only speak from my experience. I am I'm from a small family, right? Mm. So you know, my my uncle passed away in July. Like, well, there's nothing I could do. Mm. My cousin and her sister, 
they're there. Yeah. They're taking care of it. But they couldn't have the funeral. They couldn't, you know, their mom was still alive. They live in the same retirement home. Yeah. The retirement home was in lockdown. Yeah. They, like you couldn't even go into the retirement home. It's yeah. almost mentally kind of peacefully being here and not having to deal yeah. with that shit. Like if my sister had to deal <clears throat> with that and dad got yeah. put into a, a center or a hospital or care, my sister had, I mean, yeah, you would be I, I isolated don't wish that, from I don't that. wish it on anybody, but yeah. my sister would have a hard, much harder time being there and, and being so helpless, even that you're living right well, next door. Yeah. The stress. Over here, I can't do yeah. anything, and I know that. Yeah. So there's in no a, sense worrying sense, about it. In a sense, yeah. In a sense, yeah. But then, then of course, then you you have the, the feelings of guilt factor in. So that's another type of stress, right? But Yeah. The distance, the distance of being away from your family, yeah, that's a big problem, right? It's, like, are, do, do your parents still live in India? Are they are they yeah, still yeah, there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you, you, the homesickness, the thinking, you know, you talk to them as much as possible, you know, but that's like for a short, brief time, you know. Mm. Oh, I have my grandparents sometimes, yeah. like they just burst out in tears on. Yeah, the yeah, mm. because you can't see yeah, them. Like, but then in Canada, at the same time, you can't see your parents. Well, yeah. that's, that's, that's that during this pandemic yeah. like my buddy's like oh yeah i haven't seen i haven't seen my parents in in three months and i go oh well let's you know what can we do he's going well we got to deliver your furniture because he, he he took my bedroom set yeah you know because i i couldn't send it to create enough space so he said i'll take it for my son i said great where are we bringing it he goes to my parents house he goes i haven't seen them in like three months i've talked to them but we haven't seen them so wow. we show up and his parents are like Ma, his mom, right? She's fantastic. She's like, what do you guys want to have for lunch? You know? Yeah. What do you want? You know, you want a coffee? Blah, blah, blah. We're like, we're not supposed to do this. Like, you guys are like very at risk. Yeah. You know, why don't you guys just go over into that room over there Make and just the open coffee, all the windows? Leave it on the table. You know? Like, it, <laughs> and it how bad insane. you'd feel if you found out you uh, were the you, spreader. You passed it on. Right? Yeah. yeah. The same guy, my same buddy, he hasn't seen his daughter and his grandchild. No. Right? No. His, his, his grandchild was born. He couldn't even go to the hospital. He couldn't yeah. do anything. Wild. He's, you know, and then he was so happy while I was there. His, his daughter said, look, I've got a job interview. Unbelievably, she got a job interview during the pandemic. Mm. Right? Because she wants to be an apprentice. Mm. So they're still looking for apprentices. They're like, yeah, come on. She's like, I need a sitter. He's, oh, going, I'll, he's going, I'll do it. I'll do it, man. I'll drive. He had to drive like 45 minutes to go pick up his child because he can't stay in the apartment as well either, right? He's got to pick up his, his grandson, come home, babysit, right? Bring him back. Hour and a half round trip, and then he's got to do it again, oh, right? So like, but he was more than willing to do that to actually spend time. The first time he spent with his grandchild in one year. Unreal. The grandchild hasn't even met his great grandparents. Yeah. You know? Wild. Like it's in, like the, 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 what's happened to families, mm. just the, the splitting, like you can't even go visit your own family. Mm. Two households can't mix, right? Your household's in a bubble, right? You can't mix with the other household bubble. If you're a single person, you can choose one household that you can mix with. Jeez, it's if like you're, a swingers party. If you're, if, you're a, <laughs> if you're a caregiver for an elderly person, you can't mix with anybody. So, so, oh, is, so is this... that's my, my aunt. My grandma recently passed away. My aunt had, uh, she was the only one that can go in and visit yeah. my grandpa. Yeah. Why? But, but uh. you can't mix with anybody else because they're they're worried that you're going to pass on the virus to the elderly person. So that caregiver has to get tested every two weeks. They have to live like the life of a monk, mm. of a nun. Like yeah. they can't they can't have any contact. No any contact <laughs> any contact they have has to be like like these are the people you see and wearing 
wearing shields and face masks and gloves yeah. when they go shopping yeah. because they're they're paranoid. And that's one thing I found in Canada. There's this massive paranoia well, within a certain group of people. Like say the 98% of the people that are paranoid, the other 2%, they're walking around with no masks all over the place. They don't believe anything. Yeah. You know, the 98% are paranoid, but they still have to go to work. They still have to go shopping. Yeah. So the stress is on these people. They're being bombarded by all this information. Turn off the TV. We're Whereas watching over here in Korea, yeah. I think it's more sane. They're saying, look, be careful. Like you, you said yeah. in the beginning, it's more up to you. It's more your responsibility. Yeah. They're saying, be careful, follow these procedures, or, and everything should be okay. We're mitigating the risk. Whereas in Canada, they didn't talk about, they talked about risk, but they talked about the end, death. They kept harping on death, death, mm. death. And that's, Scares the shit out of you. And the news was just plastered full of all these long-term care deaths, right? The mm. nursing home deaths, because that's where the majority of people are dying. So people became absolutely paranoid about yeah. infecting the elderly. My grandpa is 99, just beat it. <laughs> give really? it, give it to my aunt who's 70. Her and the husband got out of it, uh, got out of it too. Yeah. But it's it's wild. It I don't all know. depends. But right? it sounds like this is the thing: is that there's no, like you say, this bubble can't with this, but. Does that is that why so many people don't follow it? Because there's not just like one rule. It's all there's all these stipulations and oh, dude, I don't know if this is allowed or just yeah. Well, nobody really knows the rules. And you know what? I wouldn't. I say I say in general, the majority of people are following the rules to a T. They hate it. They complain about it. They're typing about it. They're complaining about it. But they're following the rules because they're Canadians. They're good Canadians, right? They're following the rules. And then there's a group of people who aren't following the rules. Right, they're the ones who are saying, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to go to my cottage, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to go shopping in the cottage grocery store, right? Because that's what I always do." And the people up there in the cottage country are saying, "Don't come here. We don't want to see." Well, you that come. was my brother in the early days. He's like, "Hey, kids are off school <clears throat> for three months. I'll just send them up with my wife because she works at the school. Yeah. Also, I'll just send them up to the cottage." And then I was reading like. Oh, but the small cottage grocery store doesn't want you guys up there. No. Because they don't want big city people bringing the virus there. They, they don't have the health care system up there. Yeah. They can't yeah. They can't contend with the... Because, again, it was a lot of fear-mongering. You're going to need 10,000 ventilators. Well, no, they didn't, in fact. They didn't need... Because at any given time in Is that Ontario... the Como effect? Yeah, exactly. At, at a point, at, like, the trust with the medical facilities broke down, right? Yeah. They started saying, oh, masks don't work. And then they're like, oh, we said that because people would buy it and then they would short it. Like, yeah, exactly. Now you can't put 100% trust that like person responsible for your life is going to tell you. The <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So well, exactly. Good. Yeah. I think I think there was the, it was the politicians who screwed everything up because they they tried no to minimize they tried to yeah. minimize it, but at the same time. They they were speaking out of both sides of their mouth. They were saying, well, yeah, you don't need to wear a mask. But the repercussions are death. Like, wait a second, it doesn't it doesn't jive. Like, and that was the problem. There was there was all this information. There was no clear guidance. There was no clear message. The who dropped it, you know, right in the beginning, where they, you know, you know, no, no, we trust the who anymore. Mm. Like it's sad, you know. And Trump, of course, calling him out, and you know, and of course that led to more problems, mm. right? No doubt. Even though the who is doing fantastic work, they are, they are still the ones who are leading the world, who are giving us the best information out there. 
But nobody really trusts Dude, them anymore. Even if you don't have a prediction, you can just tell that to the public on an official scale. Yeah. Because if you don't, that... Then Trump makes the prediction. Yeah, then yeah. other people <laughs> fill in the information. Yeah. The highly well, yeah. qualified m- yeah, sure. medical professional Trump sure. makes the prediction. Sure, And then, yeah. And I think, I think you know, it, I don't want to blame everything on the U.S. media, but I'm tell- it's the most powerful media out there. And everybody watches U.S. media, the, the local U.S. media, right? Like, no matter where I look in the world, the BBC, Deutsche Welle, wherever, India, whatever, yeah. they, they do their local, and then immediately it goes to the USA, yeah. right? And I think that's the biggest problem, is that everybody compares themselves to the USA, right? So you, you, everybody knows what's happening in America. All right, Trump doesn't believe his head doctor, doesn't believe Fauci. Well, wait a second, should we believe our head doctor then? If Trump's saying this, should we believe our doctor? And yeah. I think that's the biggest problem, is that, you know, in, when I'm in Canada, they say, where are you? I'm Korea. They go, oh, what are, what's it like over there? Well, if the Canadian government was smart, they'd be saying, well, we're going to follow the Korean model or we're going to follow what they're doing in Singapore. Sure. Like, sure, sure, it's a different setup and that the country's different. But look, at we're going to use their best practices and how they're doing things. Why are they successful? They're not telling the public that. Where did that break you down? Know? Taiwan, Singapore, yeah. Hong Kong, Korea. Well, well listen, when you where uh, did it break down that you that you don't follow the best practice and yeah. learn like from people who've gone before you? Well, we were three months deep into this before it became a serious issue at home. Absolutely. How could absolutely. they? How can they possibly drop the ball that bad? Look at it growing and get controlled, and then it started in the U.S. Well, yeah, and they, they all performed worse. Way yeah. worse. Europe, look, Italy, Italy, and Austria was right at the beginning, right in January, where it exploded because of the ski resorts, right. And then everybody just split and left, right? And all of a sudden they said, well, well you know, maybe maybe we should close the ski resorts. Hmm. Well, didn't you look at what China did? They just shut down the whole freaking city. Nah. Wuhan just locked down. Like, the Italians, well, we're not going to do it. It's not the Italian way. And all of a sudden, a little, they're, they're dropping like flies. And olive oil start, yo. They're, they're <laughs> dropping like flies in Italy. Yeah. And it's because it's a high proportion of elderly people there. Sure. They yeah. all smoked. Their lung capacity, their lungs, it's a lung disease. All of a sudden, your your lungs are compromised because you've smoked for 70 years. Everyone's together right? all the time. You know, and your, their culture is all about staying close together, drinking coffees, playing games together, the elderly. Yeah. Wow. Scopa. Spain, same, mm. you know, it's insane, right? But no, nobody but that, was. But that being the said, I mean, practices. Like, it'd be so, why, it'd be so. follow what they're doing over there? It would be so. Well, that's what people kind of believe. Yeah. yeah. Same, well, that's that's an Asian problem. That's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. happen here in the Europe or in North America. <laughs> right? Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be interesting to be in some of the third world countries where it's not on the news and you don't see the TV? Yeah. And it, it might not even, like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm guessing outside of capital cities, it probably doesn't even really exist because lives, yeah. because they can't afford it to exist. Nope. It. it they, they can't afford to live in fear of tomorrow. I mean, they just work for today for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It'd be really interesting to see what it's like in some of those places. I'm sure even lots of India yeah. um, where, where they don't have the, the ability, the infrastructure to, to take in the news. I think, I think Indians picked up pretty quickly on it when they said, we're shutting everything down. Everybody go home. Oh, and there was that mass exodus of yeah, all yeah. the people from the urban areas going back home to the rural areas, yeah. right? Mm. All of a sudden, hey, wait a second, this is real. We're, we're not have, we don't have any and income anymore. Transport, so some people yeah. had to walk back yeah. home. Yeah, it took them so weeks to get home. That's like, crazy. Yeah. 
Like in the Canada, whole, it wasn't all, all like of that. It, right? Even now, just looking back, like remember the ship that was the first cruise ship that was docked off of mm-hmm. California there? Oh, they wouldn't let him in. And they wouldn't let him in. And, and now you look back, like those guys went through hell, man. And then all of the cruise ships that, yeah. And some of those guys were on two or three weeks, dead bodies every yeah. day. Yeah. And, and Trump saying, "Don't come to the states." Yeah. And then the ships are going to port, and every city says, "Get out! We yeah. don't want you here." Yeah. Oh, the, what was man. the one that docked in Cambodia? Wasn't there? Wasn't there a big one that docked in Cambodia? Yeah. And then they the prime minister or the president whatever set up like a nice little tour nice little tour package for him. well but then didn't, the, didn't they infect half the, yeah, the yeah, city yeah, or whatever yeah, like, that's that's that what happened in australia as well too bring, bring in here. melbourne right that's how melbourne began was that they let a ship dock and let everybody go on their 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 day day excursion and all of a sudden that the, exploded but one thing what we don't mm. talk about is that the merchant seamen that are still at sea who haven't been able to go on shore in 18 months now Jesus. there's container ships gigantic container ships at sea they can't dock they're sitting in they're sitting out there really yeah there's a container shortage around the world yeah. because there's all these ships at sea they're not allowed to dock they, why they, not they don't want the virus coming into the area Dude, salt water kills everything. They don't I'm know. like, look, look, just let. Yeah, but when everyone's just supply chain, come. when everyone's supply chain runs yeah. through China, that's yeah. not possible. Just let the ship dock, take off the containers. Like, there's, oh, it's insane what's happening. Like, yeah. I just read about this because there's a ship. These guys, they've been, they've been on their ship. Hold on, this I for just... for twelve months, or maybe even longer. These guys. They were on their ship. I read it on the BBC and I read it on the CBC I as think, well too. I think maybe I heard about this one too. And these guys, the the, the company went bankrupt, and they, so if they yeah, get off, the if they ship, get off the ship, they don't get paid. Right. So they got to stay. So on they the have ship. to stay on the ship, and that's what's happening yeah. all around the world. It's they're filled with some ships are filled with goods, some ships are empty, but they have to stay on the ship. If they get off, they don't get paid. Yeah. So these seamen are they, they've they've been on the ship for like some of them eighteen months yeah. now. The one and there's guy. there's NGOs bringing out yeah. food and yeah. whatever to them. Like and, what do you uh, do? And I, I was reading about the container shortage. Like, I had to move my goods from Canada to here. I had to go through a company. My buddies are like, well, we'll get a U-Haul, and we'll do, we'll, we'll get it, and then we'll bring it to the company that does it. It'll be cheaper. You just rent the container. So I go on the internet. Oh, I want to rent a container. They're like, no, no containers to rent available. Nothing's available. You can't rent a container. All these hipsters are living in them. The only people, it's this company (laughs) who has their own containers. They ship it to Korea. Then it gets filled in Korea and it comes back to Canada. And they're reusing their own containers back and forth. It's an international shipping company. Mm. A normal Joe like me can't get a container. Mm. Like what's happened in, in logistics companies are, it's going insane for them. There's no aircraft flying. So everything, the cost of shipping uh-huh. is crazy. I, I sent a postcard, a, a Christmas card to Germany. It cost me 30 bucks at Christmas because well, there's just, no airplanes flying between digital Korea and I just and went Germany. to mail an envelope home for mom's birthday, the kids' <clears throat> old birthday yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. Two birthday cards and yeah. a few other little pieces of yeah. paper, like drawings from UT1 yeah. or whatever. 27 bucks. Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. Express is the only way yeah. you can send it. Express, 27 bucks. I went, well, hold on. I'm just trying to send an envelope it does, here. There, it doesn't weigh more no than planes. 100 grams. But, but hold on. There's, I can there's, just take a picture and send it for there's, free. No. There's, <laughs> there's, but it's not the same, right? There's, yeah. I think, three flights from Incheon to Canada a week now, right? So they Whereas don't give a was, shit about my birthday cards. There was cards. two a day. <laughs> there was two a day before. Now there's Jesus. three. All that mail, and even though Canada doesn't get a lot of mail, but it's it's like the microchips that the, the Canadian companies need. They get all by airplane. Right, all this stuff. So the logistics companies, if you've got your own airplane, you're making a pile of money now. Yeah. 
But if you don't have your own airplane and you got to buy space from a logistics company, wow. the cost of logistics has just skyrocketed. Your birthday cards, it's not even going with Air Canada anymore. It's going UPS or FedEx because yeah. they got their company. So the Korean Korean uh, Postal Service is buying. They're a customer now. They're buying space wherever they can buy it, right? These logistics brokers are... So I didn't, I didn't send them. I thought it was going to yeah, be... I, would, I, I was yeah, like, yeah. if it's yeah. under 10 bucks, no problem. Yeah. And he's like, well, you can't send it like this. You can't send it like this. The only, there's only one option, express, 27 bucks. And I was like... Shove it in your ass and take it. So I, so I hit it back in the bag and G, or Lena's like, where did it go? Where did it, how come you didn't put it in the mailbox? And I'm like, well, this has to go in a special one because it's going to Canada. But meanwhile, it's in my backpack. And if they find it, they're going to lose it. Yeah. But well, I had to. got to try and find my, a different way. Erica's older, right? We went to the post. It was our big excursion, right? Let's go to the post office today and mail your, your handmade Christmas card. So we go and we're there and we're there and of course because because I my, my Korean is horrible, right? I'm, I fill out the form, the EMS form as usual. I fill it out. I give it to the lady, and Erica's like, the lady starts talking to me. I'm like, I don't know. And Erica's the translator, so he's talking to Erica. And Erica, me and Erica's going, yeah, Daddy, they can't send it the normal way. They have to use UPS. And I said, all right, sure, whatever. Yeah. And then I go, how much is it going to be? And Erica blah, blah, twenty-seven. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's you right. Shit, chill, what? All right, and I, but I was too late. Erica's like, "Oh, we're sending it, right?" I'm like, oh, "Well, here on. you go. Here's the expensive Erica, do you want, Christmas card. Do you want dinner tonight, or do you want to send Auntie a card? Here's the expensive <laughs> which, which Christmas you card. You can choose. And the Choice reason, is yours. And the, the reason why my, my Erica always made a Christmas card for her grandma, yeah, my yeah, mom. Yeah. Well, she couldn't make one this year. She yeah. wanted to make. So I was like, "Well, there's the next best thing, you know. My mom's long time." companion friend who lives in germany yeah, yeah. he does his grandkids don't send him cards well we'll send him a card right? beautiful he'd love it he'd love that you know he's just lost his and you know my thing. mom they would you know, love it you know yeah. he, he just lost my mom you know his companion for like 30 more than 30 years yeah. they lived far apart but they were you know they loved each other yeah. all right let's send him he'll he'll appreciate it well 27 bucks whatever yeah. who cares it, yeah who cares right he'll enjoy it it's worth it you know, Absolutely. it's worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you, yeah. What do you do? Do you, guys, do you, do? Do you guys think that this will this will create a more understanding and empathetic society, <clears throat> or only in some places, or like uh, I don't know how the states because it seems so divided, but it should it should create a much more empathetic and and understanding society, should it not? No. no. People, I think people forget it very easily. And once I, there might be like the clapping the, for the nurses, the afterbirth. That lasted two weeks. And then... No, it's still going on in, in yeah. Italy and Spain and Germany and, and tighter knit places and not so much in Canada because everything's so spread out. That's why I wonder in different I, regions. I used are... to think this because like, I, I used to think that this gave a reason like humanity versus the virus instead of like politics. But then again, segregated into right versus <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely right. It has segregated. Yeah. And you know what? It will. It has made some people more compassionate. It has yeah. made like the food banks... In Canada, well, in Kitchener Waterloo, so I can, they're bursting. Mm. They're bursting. They said, oh, people, poor people, they've lost jobs. And of course, they're being used more than ever, mm -hmm. these food banks, yeah. right? People are actually, and you have to call and you go and pick it up, right? And then you go, and, if, the, and you can't those... even deliver stuff anymore. Like this is, because there's no volunteers. Seeing those yeah. lines right? at the food shelters in the States. Oh. I mean, and how many first time families yeah. are yeah. going to the food shelter? Yeah. I guess the yeah. rich people don't give a shit, right? 
Well, and the thing is, though, the rich people, people who can't afford it, they have actually stepped up and they have started donating a lot more stuff. The charity is, is, you know, the church groups, you know, the churches have put it out on their Zoom. You know, not all churches are having people show up, right? There's actually most churches are doing the responsible thing, maybe having a parking lot service right. or doing it online. Well, and not here. And, you know. Huh? They've made the call. They're saying, look, there's a lot of needy families. Can you donate? I know you're saving money. You're not spending money on this, this, and this. Your entertainment. You're not going to the movies once a month. You're saving 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Why don't you donate it and buy food, and we can distribute it. We have some volunteers who are willing to go out and deliver these foods. Yeah. These boxes, can you do it? And people are doing it. Like, there's no question. The, the, the homeless shelter burned down in, in Kitchener. The next day, they, they had so much stuff. They didn't know what to do with all the clothing. With the, they were getting tents. They were getting people offering to build shelters for these guys. These little one-room mm. shelters. Did you see? Which are springing up all around. Did you they're see spring- the ones in Toronto that they're shutting, uh, they're shutting the one guy down? He's building like tiny yeah. little rooms. and uh, The size of this room here. Well, even I even think smaller, his, probably even, even smaller, half. really. And he was he was interviewing, or I, he has a YouTube channel. Yeah. We can post it after, but he was uh, he's basically giving people an option other than tents. Yeah. And the lady said, like, oh, when I need to use the bathroom, like he interviewed one of the homeless ladies who lives in one of his shelters. She's like, when I need to use the bathroom at night, I can lock my things. I'm not gonna. No I'm one's gonna afraid. rob my things. It's so nice. You have no idea that you know. This happened to me. A little bit of dignity, man. Christ. Yeah, exactly. Look, they're shutting them down, and they're, they're yeah. Because or no, the city's suing them. That could very well uh, be. The city could very well them. be because they they're not providing the service, so he's doing it privately. Right. But he's probably not following the rules. He's probably got an abandoned lot, an abandoned factory that's not working, and he's right. set up this program in Kitchener. They, this guy said, "Look, I've got the space. I want to do this." It took him three years to yeah. jump through all the hoops. To finally to be able to provide this service, oh. and it's it's thriving. Yeah. It's thriving. They're, they're, people are safe there. There's they are their stuff's not yeah. getting stolen. They, they, a lot of these people have mental health problems as well too, mm. and they're getting medical care. They're all in, they're they're in one place. They're, they're they're learning skills. They're they have like workshops and stuff for these people. It actually works. Again, that that's you where know? that's where you Korea know? is got it right in a lot of ways. In some ways, some stuff takes forever, but. When they say we need masks, boom, they got yeah. masks. When they say we need this, boom. Like, they're producing a lot of vaccines domestically. Well, they, they have the capability. Canada doesn't even have the capability That's, anymore. But but so when 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 Trump had the option to enact the whatever provision that was yeah. that could make, you know, other companies get funding to re, <clears throat> remodel their production yeah, lines yeah. to make PPE and whatever, and they say, well, we don't need it yet, we don't need it yet, wait, 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 we don't need it yet, or to, to get the military involved. And same thing, like so many of those things go through so many different stages and steps where here they just snap their fingers and boom, someone's on it and it yeah. gets done. Yeah. And it's much easier here. Sure. Definitely. The red tape gets cut quicker. In Canada, there was there was pharmaceutical guys that well, we're working on a vaccine. We just need like eight million dollars to buy some equipment. Can you give it to us? Yeah. No, no, we're good. We're, we're, we're all our eggs are in this basket. We're building a new manufacturing facility in Montreal. It's going to be ready in two years. Yeah, but look, I can do it right now. I can do it right now. Give, I just need $8 million. The other guy in Calgary is going, yeah, I just, need, I just need like this much money. No, 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 we're not going to give you any money. In the beginning. But then as things got worse and the Canadians signed that agreement with the Chinese company for vaccines to develop it, 
and then the Chinese government shut the door. They were they were helpless. It's April. What do we do? Let's find those two telephone numbers. Those guys came asking for money before. Let's see if we can help them out. The one guy's like, price went up. <laughs> yeah, I, I can do it, but you know, I've lost three months. I was at the same stage as AstraZeneca in my development. Right. Now I'm three months behind. Now I got to procure this equipment because everybody else wants the same equipment. I'm even further behind. It's going to take six months. I've lost six months. Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. Man. Just right? just incompetency, what, right? What, like oh, that's what government officials are supposed to be paid for. This guy, this guy, I, I heard him on As It Happens. Like I listen to As It Happens a lot. And they were uncovering the idiocy of the government. The guy's like, I got 10 million masks I can get in China tomorrow. Do you want them? Well, uh, we, the government has set up a website for procurement. You have to go <laughs> through the website. He's going, no, you don't understand. I got 10 million masks. 10 million. Mm. No, you have to go through the website to do this procurement. Listen, and then, I, oh. and then the next day, Trudeau saying, "You guys have to save masks. We we don't have enough masks." Blah blah blah. I just talked to my my MP. I've offered him ten million freaking masks. How come the MP isn't passing it up the chain? Yeah, I I shit on Korean uh, government workers so often. Just when you ask them a question, how do I do this or what do I need? Oh, you need to ask him, and you're always passed along yeah, yeah. ten. 10, 15 different people. But you get an answer but, in an hour. But yeah, I know. But but still, I I assume these things didn't happen at home. But it seems like it's no, it's, it's exactly the case. In Canada, everything's <laughs> automated now. I spent so much time on hold. Sure, sure. Four hours. I'm oh, I'm just waiting for the pension. I'm gonna watch TV. I guess I got nothing else to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna clean. I put it on speaker, just in case I get. And that's the same thing over and over and over in French and English, right? Yeah. And over and over again and over and over. I do that with Canada. I thought it was just the government. Then I caught, you know, when I had to get my COVID test, I called up. I had a question. I was filling out the form online and there's a question. One little question. I'm going, if I answer it this way, I answer it this oh, way. I don't know which way. Every... I don't know which way to do it. <laughs> oh, I'll just call the company. I call the company. Just I'm on hold for two hours, and all of a sudden it just cut off. <laughs> oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> I go, what the? What's going on? Uh, so I call the pharmacy. I say, I call them. I say, hey, you know, I tried to call them. I have this question about the form. They're like, well, we can't answer that, but we can give you this number. This is the number we call the when we call the lab, and it'll get you through. You only have to wait like maybe half an hour. So I call that number, and I did. I only had to wait half an hour, and I ask them the question, and they selling that number to the and they're and they're like and they're like. Oh yeah, just you have to tick this box. I'll go, okay, thank you. And it was the same it was the same when I tried to book my appointment for my COVID. Yeah. There's only certain pharmacies that privately offer this, right? And there's more coming on, but this is the one that's accredited for flying out of the country. Yeah. This is the one you have to get. No trouble. When you have this one, you get the forms that they're stamped. Everything's perfect. Is that this one? Anywhere near your house? Well, I was lucky. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Ontario. It's available in Ontario, not available in Quebec or the Atlantic provinces or Manitoba, Alberta and BC. Yes. All right. So, okay. So you call these guys, you fill out the form online. And of course you have to have a credit card. So when you go to Canada, don't have an Amex because it doesn't work anywhere online. Only MasterCard and Visa. Some places take PayPal, Mm. but MasterCard and Visa are the only. Amex is a useless card in Canada Mm. because it costs too much money to process the transaction. Yeah. So, all right, so my buddy, I'm at my buddy's house, luckily, physically, socially distancing. I'm in the basement with the windows open. They're upstairs, you know. Everybody's wearing masks in the house. 
I'm using their computer that's been sanitized. I've got the sanitizer. I got everything. I go, hey, I need your credit card because I can't do it. He's going, all right. Brings it down. You know, I got his credit card doing all his information. Of course, I've got all this information I have to fill out because it's somebody else's credit card. Yeah. I fill it all out and then I can get my payment. All right. And it says, all right, now you have to print it out. Everything you have to print out. You can't just show your phone. Yeah. With your, no with QR your, code or something. None of that. Everything has to be on paper. Yeah. So it, well, lo and behold, his fucking ink cartridge is out. <laughs> All right, go well, just go and get some ink. He's like, no, no. Now I now I have to call. I have to go uh, online and call. order my ink cartridge from Staples. That's just across the street, and I have to order it online. And then go pick it up. And then, outside. but no, I have to search the. I have to search the freaking store, eat the specific store to see if they have it in stock. No. So he's going through. Like this is a twenty-minute process, and then he does it. And then it says, we, we will notify you within two hours if it's available that we can, someone can actually physically get it. Can you imagine put it in a bag. procrastinating doing like the littlest thing? All right. So, so <laughs> it's that, not it like is, the rocket, the rocket service here. It, no, it actually took more than two hours. So what am I doing? I, I can't print this document. So, all right, let's get a pizza. That, that was fast. You just called them up and said, I'm going to get a pizza. They said, all right, come by in 20 minutes. That was easy, mm. but the, the the delivery the the, the I think store the store they've got skeleton crew because they don't need that many people. So all these people have lost their jobs there. They've got a skeleton crew, and they're getting the order. All right, here the emails come through. All right, I got to get this ink cartridge. They physically have to go and get the ink cartridge. There you go. If you didn't have a credit card, you couldn't buy anything. Jeez. You can't pay cash. You can't show up, order it, and say I'll pay cash when I show up. You have to, you have to, everything's credit card driven. You have to have a car. I, I bought hockey equipment for Erica. I bought hockey equipment. I didn't have a car. So I show up on the bus, <laughs> right, with my bag to get this hockey equipment. They're like, where are you? I go, I'm standing outside your door. They're like, no, you can't stand there. You have to go into the parking lot and stand in this specific area in the parking lot. <laughs> Out comes the girl with my hockey equipment. Right, oh, and I've done it all online. God. I was lucky I could use PayPal to pay for it. Yeah. Right, so I've done that online. I'm going oh, right on. I get the hockey equipment. Boom, can I, boom. Can I just see some you know? ID, sir? And then, well, yeah, you have to have a special number. You have yeah. to show the phone. Here you go. This is me. You know, blah blah blah. All right, go back. Get on the bus. You know, I'm taking the bus everywhere. The bus driver's like, what, what, "What were you doing over there?" I go, "I bought some hockey equipment." He's going, "Is that an essential service?" I'm like, "Fucking, why are you, why are you questioning me?" Of course, it's essential for me. Because I'm, I'm from Korea. I give him the whole long story of what's going on. And he's like, yeah, I guess that was essential. You know? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, there's nobody on the buses. Like, it was actually pleasant to take the bus. Mm. There's nobody. It was the safest place to be. I've got, I've got, like, hockey equipment, you know, that you're, nobody's playing hockey either because you can't have sports, right? Mm. All the rinks are shut down. You can't have contact. So everybody's playing Did outdoor. Did you bring the bag on the, everybody's, on the bus? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's playing hockey outside now. Yeah. You know, like and of course they're not wearing masks. The kids aren't wearing masks, you know. Like it's Oh, it was insane. Yeah. It was insane like how you have to the, everybody's lives have changed so much. It's like everything's online. You want to buy anything. You want to buy some hardware. You want to do some home improvements. You so, can't you so, can't even ask anybody a question anymore. Like when you go to Rona, <laughs> you can't ask the guy, "Well, yeah, I I need to do this. This is the sound." <laughs> How is Rona doing? Making. Well, they're, they're they're doing okay. Like Canadian Why, Tire. Just with the name, like Corona. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Rona. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I'm going Canadian to Rona. Canadian Tire what? was busy. 
Today, yeah. I, I got a hockey helmet. I just helmet. saw they just shut down 30 other national nationwide sports stores, though. Really? Yeah. I, I, bought, I, bought, I bought a hockey helmet at Canadian Tire. I missed this. And, of course, of I couldn't Tire. buy it because I didn't have... They, they don't sell <laughs> Canadian Tire money anymore. Now it's all online. So you need a special card. So I kept ordering it. You show, did you show up with a big but, pack of Canadian but, Tire money? No, my, my, buddy, my buddy drove me. Yeah, my buddy man. drove me. He bought it for me because he had the Canadian Tire card where he could get Canadian Tire money. I didn't have it, so I couldn't buy anything on their site because I didn't have the Canadian Tire card. Right? So we get it, and the, there was a huge lineup. That took about 20 minutes. Yeah. So Canadian Tire's still busy, but all these other places, they're busy but not... So they've laid off all their staff. Yeah. Like, it, 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 the ripple effect is just unbelievable. So would you say, I mean, because you can probably contrast better than we can, but I feel like there's been major impacts here, and it's also affected a lot of people's <clears> lives. Yeah. But are they just under the surface and not as noticeable? Like, the rocket tech bays are going crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're ordering online, but it's just a lot smoother process, I think. Like, people were all already all ordering online, just yes. not in this volume. Exactly. The, the logistics was so, already there. So is it a little bit less obvious here? But yeah. it's also like, we never ordered anything online before. But no, and now but the guy shows up every other day at my door. The thing is, though, in Korea, the, the infrastructure was already there. But if I want to order something from the local, like, colon sports, I need new shoes. Mm. I need new hiking shoes. It's colon. Could I could colon. I do it? I've been calling. Could I colon do it? No, time. they wouldn't have the facility to ship that to me. I'd have to do it all online. Canadians don't have that luxury. Yeah. The only thing online is freaking Amazon. Because it's not it's not profitable. Right? And if right? you do get a delivery, it has to be more than a hundred dollars mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. them. And it's all brokers. It's all independent delivery guys now, mm-hmm. renting trucks and doing it independently, subcontracting this stuff out, right? So, like, delivery fees are actually crazy expensive in Canada. They don't have the infrastructure. Korea, it was seamless, right? Sure, the volume expanded exponentially. But it's... uh... But in in Canada, you know, the only company that really benefited from this delivery service is going to be Amazon, Mm. right? Canadian Tire's not delivering anything. I can't believe some of the stuff my wife orders now that comes in its own box. Oh, like like some Dakalbi she saw on yeah. TV or whatever, yeah, yeah. and she wants to try it out because it yeah. got five star reviews, and the guy delivers a box with a seven dollar Dakalbi in it. Yeah, and I'm like, how is that possibly worth your time to Be- deliver? No, because- and, the, and the packaging, how much is the packaging yeah. oh, worth? That styro brand new styrofoam box with, with ice the, packs with the ice them. pack inside. Jeez. Like, how much is that packaging worth? Like the. Like, like it just doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make. But well, for, with them, with them, it's all volume, volume right? Yeah. It's all volume. Well, you, I mean, when I see the truck pull into my complex, the, the guy's guy, packed. Yeah. He comes twice a day. Yeah, he, he has, yeah. and it's just. I mean, he's packed. And even if they're all five dollar goods, he's got a yeah. hundred of them each time for each apartment. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, even before coronavirus, like I, I remember being at a student's house. And going there at 6 p.m. And there's Coupong. And the guy is completely packed. There's two people working. Coupong just went public. One. Yeah. Or they did. They just released that, their IPO in the that, States. That one. Uh, that one. Oh, and the, really and the New York Stock Exchange. Coupong. Coupong. On the. Yep. That's amazing. You heard it here first. There you go. They're going to. Who's going to buy them? That's what they're. That's why they're on. Because they want to get bought. Right. By a big company. Right. And we'll create. We'll create and let them. They want to go expand and compete yeah, maybe mm. they can do that. Eh? Yeah. They get some money because their their logistics service is absolutely great. But the problem with coupon is that they treat their drivers and their workers well, like it. crap. Yeah. They can't do that 
Amazon tried it in North America and around the world, and the workers are slowly fighting back. So the, the, their model here in Korea will not work anywhere else. I've seen some crazy shit about the Amazon workers. I can't remember exactly, but oh, what the or what was the the number like since coronavirus? This is like six months ago, but since coronavirus uh, began, Bezos his uh, oh, his wealth is his, his wealth has gone up so much that he could pay everyone a hundred grand. Yeah, he could pay each each, each Amazon employee. worker a hundred yeah. grand. But then he's refusing their their tips. Oh, he was stealing their tips. I don't. Yeah, but you make Probably. it sound like he's staying on his computer. Like yeah. Johnny got a tip. <laughs> mine, well, mine, well, mine. No, they had to declare like that, it. But. They had to declare their tips, right? They had to say that this little old lady gave me money, or it was on. They were using their credit cards, right? So they could put in a gratuity. But he was using their tips to subsidize their salaries. Yeah, probably. And he, and he made probably. thirty mil or something off of that in tips. Wouldn't 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 the richest wouldn't, mother. I, yeah, but I don't think it's him. I wouldn't. I, well, he, it's his he, accountants, right? It's his freaking accountants. He's dude. Not you're not telling me he's making a room. small, a small decision like that. Like Johnny got three bucks. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. I'll take it's my, no, my, it's my like five cents. It's a general overall yeah. policy on yeah. how to yeah. how to make. Yeah, but he gets. Okay, if you're the head of the company, given you're gonna well, get, really you're gonna get. The, well, that's why he stepped yeah. down. That's why he stepped down. I mean, stealing tips from CEO to chairman. Yeah. Well, it was. Is, it's a bit of a scandal. Look, you know, like coronavirus has has increased like certain businesses, made certain businesses more viable, logistics companies and all that. People are seeing the benefits of being able to order stuff online mm. quickly and effortlessly and seamlessly. Working from home. Did it, but at the same time, at the same time, you've eliminated all these jobs. Mm. What are these people going to do? That guy who worked at... Universal at, Basic Income. Yeah. Who, it's time. Who worked, that guy who worked at Canadian Tire or at Sport Check yeah. or whatever, that, that person, that... that housewife for that guy who had three part-time jobs that was yeah. one of his part-time jobs you know all of a sudden you've eliminated that guy's job it's exposed, wait a second you know, corona's definitely second. exposed a lot of weaknesses in in, in, the, in the capitalist economy absolutely man absolutely. but once once things start back up i think it'll uh it'll start to develop or, or take a new take it'll a new take road a new track oh, definitely it's the same as everything it. it's oh, not we, gonna go back we can save all this money wow why why do we need all these employees man we can save all this money let's subcontract out like they do coupon does all these delivery companies right. but they subcontract gives... it out man you get paid by the package and you got to pack your own truck we, we don't yeah. we're not going to have anybody in the warehouses you have to go and pick all your own stuff yeah. like that's insane man yeah. That's absolutely insane. But as long as the workers keep keep doing, doing it. it, then it's a, well, it'll never. They go on strike. Yeah. But they as go long on as strike, there's... and people are calling up, how come? Where's my package? Where's my package? They pe- the consumers complaining. Yeah. They're not the consumer. If it if they were in that delivery person's shoes, maybe they'd have more sympathy. But they're not. They're, and that's maybe the maybe the thing here as is that everybody every... wants immediacy here. Mm. Everything wants everything. You know, in five, six hours. I want it. I want it fast. I want it fast. Mm. Quick, quick. Right? As long as guys are losing their job at Sport yeah. Check and Canadian Tire, yeah. Amazon drivers are going to be a, a, a hot... Well, yeah, I mean, that's, well, if that's, that's all you exactly can do. It. So that's supply exactly and demand. It. I mean, they're not going to stop working because if, someone else will do it for cheaper. Well, then that's the thing. And if, if these companies were smart, they would they would be organizing... They would get together all these sport checks around Canada and these other companies. They'd say, all right, you know what? Maybe we have to set up a logistics company, right? We've got the capital. We've got the ability. And the workers who are not. Maybe we get sport check, best buy, 
because they're all in the same strip mall anyway. They're yeah. all in the same spot that, you know, that's one good thing about North America or in Canada anyway. All the strip malls have exactly the same stores. Mm. All right, well, wait a second. We got all the same stores. We're going to have to start making deliveries. Why don't we all get together and set up a logistics company? All right, or just have some guys. We'll all pitch in and we're hire guys to deliver all our goods and make it, you know, obviously there's new opportunity. And for someone who's enterprising can go and talk to these strip malls even mm. and say, hey, look, uh, this is my service. I'm going to offer you all your, all your guys here, the restaurants, all mm. of this. I'm going to offer you this service, delivery service. And this is what I can do for you. Well, what do you think? Well, that, yeah, that's, you know? uh, again, is with, that the future? With people losing their jobs, you hear... I don't know if this can be a, a parallel or not, but you hear lots of people complain about like, there's no cashiers, you know, like the oh they're not all cashiers. They got the well, they got the new scan yourself, yeah. scan your own groceries. But I mean, there's people who need to develop and and make that technology. There, there's people who need to just, deliver it, maintenance. You know, it that, just but that automation the industry is just changes. cutting out all the manual yeah, sure. labor, which well, listen, way sure. outnumbers the uh, computer sure. guys. It's, it's, a UBI is deadly. Worse, yeah. we got to get Maserol on here, man. Yeah. Eh? He's, I, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm, I think that this this idea of of, the, of having a universal income for each person, a minimum, a minimum standard of living. Pay, but pay, pay what your... are you going to what are you going to charge? Right? What are you going to give everybody? You're going to give them a, this much money a month, like, and what's that going to cover? Well, they're doing it. You're going to do right? this. You're going to do this. Well, yeah, they are doing it now. Is it everybody? No. And that's where you're going to have people saying, look, my tax dollars are going towards this. I'm, I've been working 30 years. I've never collected, you know, unemployment insurance. Where's How come th these people are getting this benefit? Well, oh, right? listen, your tax dollars are going to this amount this of health care, this, this welfare yep. program, yeah, yeah. this program. And if we take all those programs and roll them into one, that's UBI. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. This, and and, and if, you don't, if you don't want to do that, and you're going to put all these guys out on the streets, you know where they're coming? To your car, to yeah. your house. Yeah, sure. For your shit. Sure. So you're, you're Look, gonna, you got to take care of the, the rest of the I society. Think, I, think, I think a politician can float the idea, but I, I get the feeling that the mechanism of civil service, the civil service is going to say no, because all of a sudden, wait a second, we're not going to have jobs. They're going to throw roadblocks into it, right? The unions are still... and. It, it's interesting, the most powerful unions around are all the ones that are public sector unions. Mm. They're the ones who control essentially what's going on, right? Yeah. They're the ones, they're, they're not going to willingly give up jobs. Oh, let's roll it all into one. Well, wait a second, you're eliminating two or three departments. How many thousands of people are going to lose I think it'll jobs? Be, it might be a slow rollout. Right? It won't be one it, swing it, in the Sure, ass, but... sure, it could be. And it could be, there's going to be ways. But you know what? Governments civil servants are very reluctant to give up their well-paying jobs and their good pensions and their you know their health care well they'll have to yeah. right i think it's yeah, i think it's inevitable though yeah right? you can't keep you i just, think you just yeah. can't sustain the well no going. exactly and i think i think that's what's gonna be with all the happening. red tape and shit i think our government's i think, already. I think they're gonna look at mm -hmm. the, the final numbers once this whole thing is over and go how are we gonna pay for all this yeah. our debt is way up here how are we gonna service our debt in the future, we're going to have to start cutting. We're going to have to start eliminating government programs. Hey, wait a second. Maybe if we can start rolling some things all into one, there yeah. we go. And maybe it's cheaper for us to give everybody a, a, a device where they can communicate with us like this. Every person's got a device and a number like here in Korea. Like that's one thing in Canada. Nobody uses the social insurance number for information. It's like, what's your name? 
All right, here's my name. What's your phone number? What's your address? <laughs> There's no like in Cree, just give your number. You're in. Yeah. And you're in. Everything's but, but everything, fine. everything is interconnected you know? here. I just thought about the taxes yeah. and stuff at home. Oh. Like I don't know how they work now, but the fact that in Korea, every time you spend something, it's tracked. Yeah. And it's credited to your spending yeah. and, and your cost of living. Yeah. And tax time, you just boom, push in your, your number and everything's already. Everything. You there. spent twenty six thousand five hundred and seventy two dollars this year. At Costco. There's no going for looking for bills <laughs> yeah. and this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's all automatically logged. Well why can't the rest of these places get on with it? You, Canada tried. They Whatever. tried to set it up and this has become an absolute fiasco. They gave it they didn't you know, they said, All right, we'll we'll go to like this this company here. They they gave us the best bid. We had all these big, you know, companies bid for, you know, automating our, our our employee system. Here, let's do it. Let's go to these guys. Oh, no, these guys are cheaper, man. They can do it. They're, they're, yeah. Oh, no, you just screwed up, man. Instead of going to the biggest, you know, KPMG, you know, they know how to do these things. They can set up these systems. Now, we'll go to a small guy who's a friend of this person, you know. Yeah. They say they can do it. You know, they, they've tried it in, in yeah. Canada. They've tried it in America. You show making up, everything more automated. You and show it, you know, up now, the restaurants, work. everywhere. Just, just it scan your code in there yeah. and you're done. Every place has it. You would think it would be so much easier with technology. But again, over there, the civil servants are reluctant to relinquish any part of their job, right? Mm. They don't They don't want to give up their job to a machine. Absolutely. Like, it's bad enough the factories have done it, you know? My, my buddy is a supervisor in an automotive factory, which has gone on, has continued just yelling at pumping robots out now. parts, right? Because people are still buying cars yeah. for some reason, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're, still, they're still making F-150 frames. And he goes, he goes, I look down from my office, and there's one person at the start of the line and one person at the end of the line. The rest is robots. Incredible. And he goes, wow. he goes, five years ago when I started my job, there was a few more people, mm. and over time, everything's become automated. So they've, but they've eliminated that, I think a lot of jobs, right? There's going to be an ebb and flow with that. And don't you think in the in the future, if you're the only guy working on the on the line, regardless of what they pay, when I worked in a factory, it was the best part of it was hanging out with the guys or talking shit all day to to your buddies. And don't don't you think people will miss that? Oh, absolutely. In in the they're just the they're just a cog. Back. They're just a cog. Yeah. But you that's know? what I think the recreation and, and and that stuff, the hobbies and the recreation stuff takes over and that's that'll be your social Another, hanging out with the guys and stuff. Yeah. Well yeah. Yeah, but if you're well, spending you a thirty or free time. If you're spending a thirty a thirty or day and just that goes back to the question too, you know, if you got paid five million a year to sit in a in a in a white room with no stimulation at all for eight hours a day, would you take it? No. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, it's that it's the same thing, just on a lesser scale, where you're just the the only guy in the factory pushing a button. You know, you're gonna miss but hanging somebody out, hanging out. hundred percent, somebody sure. will yeah. do it. Well, people will do it. It's people, not that nobody will. There's new, lots that will. Well, you know, it's gonna do is new immigrants because they can't get another job, right? Look at what well, to step we, up from. We we, we talk about the job, coronavirus yeah. and where 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 the infections are happening. They're happening in places like meatpacking plants. In places where there's a lot of immigrants working close together, mm. the companies like family homes, these these yeah 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 exactly. This is where the infections are happening mm. in Canada and probably in Korea, probably in America as well too. Places where low wage places where people yeah. have to work together a tight cor- tight knit, <laughs> right? And they're doing they're providing essential services, right? 
the, so, those factories that chop up like a million chickens a day, I think Corona is the last thing I'm worried about. Well, well <laughs> There's look, probably so much other well, shit well, flying around. Look, in there. I, my, my, my friend was, was telling me, he's like, you go to these places, he's like a heating and air conditioning dude, right? He goes, you go to these places, they're not doing temperature checks. It's there. But they're not checking every employee. It became a bother. It's the, after yeah. the first week. It's a decoration. It became yeah. a bother. They're saying to the employees, if you feel symptomatic, you have to stay home. But that employee is going like, well, I can't. I have to pay. I have to, yeah. I have yeah, to yeah, take yeah. care. I got to pay for all this stuff. I can't stay home if I feel sick. I'll just go to the go to the pharmacy and pick up the you know None. the flu medicine, yeah, yeah. right? And of course, the pharmacists aren't obligated. To say, hey, why are you, why do you have the flu medicine? You know, they're mm. not. Are you sure you don't have symptoms? They can Isn't only that's... say, they can only say, are you? Oh, you're symptomatic. Maybe you should go. So the onus is all on you. And that's where to it... go and get checked. But if if you're stuck between this this place of earning money, or being poor and not having a roof over your head, what are you going to choose? Maybe it is just the flu you're thinking to yeah. yourself, or maybe at the same time you're saying to yourself, <laughs> oh, maybe I am sick. Oh no. Then what about the stress there? So this is happening all over. And it's these places where these pockets of infection, these clusters are happening, and they have no way of knowing. Mm. The government has no way of knowing where these things, because the companies aren't doing yeah. what they're supposed to do. Whereas over here in Korea, they're doing it. They have to do it. I mean, they have it, to do it, right? And they're finding these clusters fast, right? But a lot of the outbreaks are because of people weren't doing it in the nightclubs or in the in yeah. the churches or well, whatever when they're well, not exactly. doing it. Exactly. Like and so what do they do here in Korea? They shut it down. Yeah. Are they shutting down any meatpacking plants in Canada? No. Mm. Are they shutting down yeah. any of these problematic places, businesses that are have these high infections? No. Mm. They're not shutting them down. They're, they're they're just saying, oh, this is this got a problem, and so they should go in and clean it up and then monitor them. Mm. That's great. But are they? Who knows, right? Half-assed. It, this is Canada, right? They don't have enough people to go out there and monitor stuff. They don't have civil servants anymore. Maybe not a popular opinion. <laughs> but, but do you think people you know like um if you have to decide between living oh, roasted for this <laughs> do, do you think people just live beyond their means at home and like i mean if everybody, you're it's a, but if you're living if you're living at home no, if you're living check to check as i mean I don't know. It, it's hard Dude, to... everybody. Everybody's Why are you like roasted that? for that? No, no, but... It's just the way it is. You I live think. in debt because that's what you do. Yeah. Okay, so is it slightly your own Even... fault for not being able to take yeah. an afternoon off of, of work? Yes. Because Absolutely. of your shitty 100%. decisions yeah. financially? But at 100%. the same time, at the same time... It seems a little cold-hearted. Yeah, but at the same time, isn't that like... Sometimes reality bites. Shouldn't... You know, shouldn't there be a mechanism? There, this is extraordinary times. Yeah. All right, you get the you get the coronavirus. You have the virus. All right, you have to you have to quarantine for two weeks. You have to stay home for two weeks. Will you still get money in Canada? Yes, you'll get your unemployment. It'll be there immediately. Yeah. You you'll lose like maybe a third of your wage, but you'll still have it, right? And there is a, there is a mechanism. You can't lose your job. You yeah. can't do anything. So there is a mechanism there where you will not be able. You're, you you're have protected, sick days. Yeah. You're protected, right? They put that in there. But do do all jobs have that? Does a part time job have that? Yeah. No. It's only full time. It's only, and that's the problem. It's not across the board. Going back to you, right? Go, going it's not back for the to subcontractors. The, yeah, it's not across the board. It should be everywhere for everybody. So they don't have to worry about that. Mm. 
They don't have to worry, oh, if I get sick, will I will I be able to work? Will I be able to afford this? They shouldn't have to worry about that. Think about the, if you go back to what Nate said about UBI, think about the just the 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 mental stress or the lack of mental stress. If that was implemented where you know, you're getting your two, three grand, whatever a month anyways, and you could just not have to worry about, you know, paying your bills if you're living within well, your means. Well, you'd have to live within your, you'd have to learn how to budget. I was reading one two days ago, I think, on when Western country or Canada, America, whatever, implemented financial advisors to encourage employees to have automatic pension deducted from their, or their 401ks or whatever, yeah. deducted from their checks to put the money away for you first and then live within the rest of your money instead of spend and then go, oh, shit, I got nothing left to put in my. Yeah. And what a difference it's made because whatever the percentage was, 60, 80 percent of people wouldn't save money and they wouldn't have a pension outside of their company pension, which is not enough for most people. Most companies don't even have pension plans anymore. So so if you weren't if you weren't putting your first 300 bucks a month or 400 bucks a month off your check into yeah. your own pension, they said, just accept that that's not your money. Yeah. Until yeah. until fifty future, years later, yeah. and and it's gone. Before you do any of your grocery bills, budgeting anything, you don't have three hundred or four hundred bucks of that. It's in your pension. And uh, I saw that. That's crazy. Yeah. That if people did, if they didn't make you do that, or it wasn't automatically yeah. deducted, that people would just spend that all. Yeah, but that's normal. Uh, I think that's normal. <laughs> I, when I was like, that's normal. like governments that's do it all the time. That that the financial decisions yeah. wouldn't be made yeah. because. You live for the moment. People live for the moment. YOLO. If it's right? not if it's not decided for you, yeah, you yeah. don't even think about it. Yeah, I well, saw that. Like, I was like eight years old. I saw that on Oprah. She's like, "We got the the newest financial guy," and he's like, "Pay yourself first. Yeah, and and then there's yeah. some shit under the seat, and I don't remember exactly what, yeah, <laughs> what sure. else happened. But knock off, <laughs> knock off like a hundred bucks a paycheck. But the people. I think you should look at in in North America, like in in Canada, maybe it's like this in Korea now. Everything's on payments, your car, your insurance, your mortgage, your utilities, right? Your credit cards. Everything is is on the installment plan. You don't have to touch the money. You don't know the value of it. Everything just goes boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, all right, how much do I have left at the end of the... It doesn't matter because you got cards. Just keep swiping your cards. they're, they're using this card to pay off that card. They're using this to do that. Until you go, holy right? shit, I got no more cards left. Or well, they're maxed out. Well, and that... Installment plan. That becomes, that becomes a problem, right? It's it becomes, insane. That becomes a problem. Like, how do you live within a budget when you really don't know how much you're spending? And nobody really likes or how sitting much you down. Have. Nobody really likes sitting down and figuring it all out. Yeah. And canceling stuff you know? out of your daily yeah. life. Okay, wow. the five bucks coffee at Starbucks oh. is not okay. I can't do it anymore. I can't. Tim Hortons, man. No, like it's in Mick, Canada. It's Mick Hortons, bro. They got chicken sandwiches. They get, and what a place <laughs> that is now. And, and everybody complains that the, the quality has gone down, but they still go. Like that's because there's no other place to they go to. They switched beans or something a few years ago, right? There's no, no, there's no other place to go to. So everybody complains, but they still go. I'm like, hey, wait a second. Hey, just don't go exactly, make your own right? coffee at home yeah. <laughs> save up the time you spend driving to exactly. Tim Hortons oh, no, and, no, buy, no. and sitting in there What's the buy uh, it make it at home but you know if the, the if the quality if the quality stayed the same but the price went up they'd bitch about that too. yeah sure it's just it's general I was, I was shocked yeah. I was that's shocked. why I don't drink coffee I, was, <laughs> I just make it at home right like there you go you know it's so much easier when I when I think about cooking like eating like I was talking to my wife about this. She was saying like, 
Do you know any, how often when she hangs out with her friends, they talk about like how often they order food and like yeah. oh since Corona like we order like six times a week. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Like that's, that's crazy. That's insane. When, when I I'm, think that's pretty regular in it's, Korea. It, but no, yeah, yeah. Koreans eat out more than any. Than, I think it's a lot I, more normal than I than can you imagine. Think. I think Koreans have always loved going to restaurants. It's part yeah. of their culture. Yeah. But when and I'm it's cheap. when yeah. I'm thinking Compared about yeah when I'm thinking about again budgeting money and not even saving money yeah. but just not spending useless money yeah. for coffee I grind my coffee in my house there's no yeah. way I'm paying yeah even two bucks for a coffee, well, well, a coffee I can make it at home for coffee, 10 cents coffee yeah. only costs the liquid in your cup that you make at yeah. home is only 10 cents yeah but or 20 I, cents I, I, for I better don't, beans I don't get you could do it whatever way you want at home you can have 10 different kinds of beans yeah. you can have oh I like this one at Starbucks this one at Tim Hortons this one yeah. But you can have whatever you want at yeah. home. Is it is it that much convenience to, to to get in your car, drive there, instead of just making it in five minutes at home? Yeah, yeah. It blows my there mind. There was a guy that you can make it exactly your own with no complaints, yeah. no bullshit. Yeah. However yeah. hot you want, yeah. however much cream and yeah, yeah. latte juice Eight you milks. want. Look, look, I'm, I'm sitting in my mom's apartment. <laughs> I'm sitting in and my mom told me about this guy because it drove her insane. She's going, that guy every morning he goes to Tim Hortons. And then he comes back and then he with this coffee. She's going, what a waste of fuel. What a waste of money, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, it, you know, so I'm, I'm standing there in the morning and I'm watching. And sure enough, every freaking morning, he got into his car, drove to Tim Hortons through the drive-thru, got his coffee and his donut, came back home and ate it. It's, to me, it seemed absurd. He's spending whatever, how much money it is. I don't know. I don't go to Tim Hortons. Yeah. I don't know how much it costs. Like maybe four bucks. No. Plus fuel. Two bucks. Oh, yeah. Plus fuel. A coffee's right? about 52 bucks? Yeah. At Tim Hortons? No, I think it's... Coffee's two... are like five bucks here, aren't they? Yeah. That's... that's Korea's different when it comes to... It's Kaiser, overpriced. Dude, they, it, <clears throat> their newest coffee, I swear to God, it's this fucking big. It probably Where? is. Where? It's the, at Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons a garbage can. <laughs> but, it's like It's like three bucks... It's like two ninety nine, and of course you have to pay tax on that as well too. So it's like three forty seven, yeah, yeah. some ridiculous. But hold on, know? listen, like, dude, <laughs> if you need a coffee this big, you don't need a coffee this yeah. big. You well, need to gonna, change your fin. It's gonna rot yeah. your insides, man. It's gonna rot your insides. <laughs> I, I did, in fact. <laughs> Who can drink that? Seven Eleven started that, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, the big gulp. yeah. Yeah, the big gulp. Yeah. I, I did. Say, Why have four liters I, of pop? I can have six. <laughs> my neighbor, my neighbor said to me, she goes, "What do you want?" She's going, I'm going to Tim Hortons. I go, I'll get me a couple of crullers and I'm uh, doing, doing my Boston right. creams. And they show up and they're tiny now, right? They're like they're like this big. Are you complaining about right? the quality? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's all sugar. It's all sugar. And I go, how much is a donut? She's a buck fifty. I go, I thought it was expensive here in Korea. But no, in fact, donuts are expensive all around the world now. Well, they used to be not, not just they used the to be cheap, living, right? We, like, the cost going, of living in Canada. Going home, like a, a chocolate bar in the vending machine is like a buck fifty or something, right? Yeah. But you can still get at Costco here. You can still yeah. get like twenty chocolate bars yeah. for fifteen bucks yeah. or something. But I just think like because even here now they're expensive at There's the Seven Elevens or if you look, everything's cheap. over a dollar. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to Home Plus or you and yeah. you buy them at those places, they're still yeah. the same price as like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. But a vending machine pop at home, I think, was like two twenty five or something last time. Three like, bucks for a bottle of water. Yeah. At the airport, three fifty, four bucks. But even oh, at even at the hockey rink, it doesn't over. matter. But even anywhere, anywhere, no. two twenty five for the six hundred mil of pop yeah. or something yeah. at home last time, and I was like, holy shit! Like, so when I see I see the drinks at Costco here, and I look at a case of Pepsi's thirteen bucks, I think, yeah. and I always think it's atrocious. But how much would you do? You see how much it is at home? 
Oh, like, a I case remember. of pop. A case of pop. I think I bought ginger ale because I love ginger ale. Yeah. I got a six pack of ginger ale for four ninety nine. Yeah. That's... So, so it's like I thought. Oh, yeah, si- oh almost... shit! A six pack. A six pack. <laughs> Not a twenty four. That used to be twenty fours were four ninety nine. Right. That's what I was just gonna yeah. say. Like, yeah. I remember when Mum saying, pack. "Oh, it's three ninety nine for a twenty four. And we it's had five kids, and we used to drink pop like yeah. crazy, yeah. especially playing hockey in the yeah. outdoor rinks. Whatever it was like, we had three kinds of crush: orange crush, grape crush, whatever, and then Hires root beer. So we would just go when it was three ninety nine or four ninety nine, and we'd buy like twenty cases for the summer. Yeah. And and I think like, wow, a case of Coke here is twenty bucks or twenty two bucks. I'm yeah. like, holy shit, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's no, crazy. In Canada, in Canada, honestly, five bucks for a six pack is less than a buck a can. But it was still... 355 mils? Yeah. Oh, that's So insane. I look at the beer here and I think, is the beer like 35 bucks? But a case of beer at home is like 40 or 50, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Well, Every yeah. time I go to the, the the fridge station to get my eggs and my milk, I pass that pop section. And I think, who the hell can afford to drink pop at that price? Well, hey, who can, they who can afford to smoke a $40 pack of darts in Australia? Yeah. Wow. How about that? That's insane. Like in Canada, a pack of darts. I, I bought a pack. Fifteen forty-seven, I think it was, or fifteen sixty-three, for twenty cigarettes. So if you got if, buck, you got if you got if you got that each. and the Starbucks or whatever the, co- the coffee is, if it's four bucks or five bucks or the Coke that's yeah. two bucks in the vending or what? Like, oh, man. it's insane! It's a it's a, the the cost of living in Canada is high, right? And that's the thing that when they were given that they said two thousand dollars a month. Everybody just went. My expenses, my expenses yeah. are like four grand, right? Like yeah. a, a young guy, a young guy work living single, he's got to pay his apartment's a thousand bucks, his phone and his internet, and whatever else he's got to pay utilities. That's another oh, five six hundred bucks a month. You want to shed some light on the his, water situation, the water car, bills at home? His car. Oh, my dad said he pays like two hundred bucks or three hundred oh, bucks in the summer. It's insane, man! It's insane the cost of water. For a water bill, I took a picture of mine. It was like eighty-five cents. Yeah, the cost <laughs> of water <laughs> in North America and Canada yeah. as well. But I can just speak for Canada. My buddy was saying the, the water, like they pay per cubic meter now. It's like the cost of of Europe. Give me that Flint water. It's, it's insane huh? how much they were paying for water. Give me that Flint, Michigan water. Yeah. Like, no. what do you mean he's going we have to Light save money like oh why he goes you can't take like 20 minute showers anymore you know the cost of oh, natural the, gas the other one and the cost of water he's going one. that shower that 20 minute shower costs like two or three dollars he's going to got five people that's 10 bucks a day in freaking water but hold on the other thing that kind of shocked me at home was that they have this in ontario they have this peak time thing oh yeah so you don't run your dishwasher until like my my sister-in-law goes yeah. to work at 9.30, so yeah. before she leaves, because peak time is 7 till 9. Yeah. And if you shower during that time, it's like double. Yeah. Or your dishwasher or the laundry. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. My brother's doing laundry at 3 in the morning. I'm like, yeah. what the hell are you doing? It's off peak hour. Yeah. Like, what? That's what, yeah. that's what at my Airbnb, I said, hey, I need to use your, I need to wash some laundry. She said, well, you have to do it after 6. Yeah. And I go, okay, that's fine with me. She's going, yeah, it's, it's non-peak time. I go, oh, so peak time, they're doing that? Yeah, she's going, yeah, yeah. Be-. And I go, why? Why is peak time? This? Well, she goes, well, now the coronavirus, everybody's at home. They don't want people using all this water it's because it. it all comes down to electricity cost, right? Mm-hmm. Electricity cost peak yeah. time, nine to five, right? Because industry is using it, they can charge more, mm. right? And they were giving industry a break 
and the households were paying more and they, there's it's all about money but that's uh that's where the the home batteries are going to come in like that tesla power wall well, where you you charge that shit all day and if you want to do laundry you run it from your well, battery not from but you know you're gonna get tesla me. solar panels those aren't cheap mm. You know, like no, you, no, you, yeah, but the uh, government will just find a new way to tax. Yeah, that, well, so. exactly. The, yeah. There's always going to be a way. Like, Bitcoin didn't Korea? Korea just came out. Bitcoin, you're going to be paying twenty percent on Bitcoin. Sure. So they just find another way to put a new tax yeah. in for it. That's Look, all. You know, generating electricity. They don't want to live it off the. You know, they they don't want you getting anything for free. <laughs> you know, like this guy. I saw this guy. He built this this house. This this net zero house. He couldn't sell it. Everybody's like, no, I don't want to buy it, man. He's going, look at this house cost you zero to hmm. run. It's zero, man. You don't pay for anything. It's complete. And you're going to make <laughs> money if it's a really sunny day because you can sell your green yeah. electricity back yeah. into the grid. Nobody's buying his house. Yeah, he's like, he's like oh, what do you mean? It costs the same as everybody. They go, no, man, I think it's going to cause more trouble because it's totally... You know, it's totally, there's no air coming. Could you, you fucking open a window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane, man. It's insane how people think. How people think, man. I just, they're, they're like, well, what about repair costs for the solar panels and all this? He's going, look, man, you're saving money. Look, you don't pay for utilities yeah. anymore. You're, look, at this is, you're saving like three, four hundred bucks a month. I always just want to do like a sustainable, long-term, like, plans again for coffee whether it's for like uh cooking you know not yeah, eating yeah. out seven yeah, times yeah, a week yeah. like meal prep this is or how whatnot. much money you could save if you don't do this or just not spend yeah, yeah like not it's... but what you what you got to do then if you're making that budget is that you take that money and you put it somewhere you say i was i was gonna spend this money yeah but i'm gonna put it here now yeah and that's what nate's saying that you at the beginning of the of your paycheck that when you get paid, first, yeah. you pay yourself first and you yeah. say, all right, I'm going to get rid of going to Tim Hortons. I'm going to get rid of going to Starbucks. That How much is that a month? All right, I'm yeah. going to take that money right away, put it away, and I'm not going to go A net zero house sounds that. like a wet dream. That thing's unreal. It costs a little more in the beginning. But, but again, in, in, you're saving have a brain, piles of money. You can see, yeah. You're saving piles of yeah. money in the end. But nobody's yeah. thinking that way, right? There was, there was a meme online there. I did a little bit different, but a couple months ago. And it said, what if global warming isn't real? Oh, yeah. And it, it said, well, we'll have a healthier society. We'll have cleaner air. We'll have all all these yeah. crazy things yeah. that, that should just be normal. And it said, what if it? What if global warming is a hoax? Well, holy shit, we're going to be, you know, a lot better off for it. So don't worry. We should be doing these things anyways without yeah. global warming. Yeah. We should well, be doing these things. We should things. be cutting back, right? Like but, it's... but there's no money in it, right? For the for the guys who want to dip into all the different pockets, it doesn't well, doesn't they, satisfy them. You know, is it there's big oil? Lobby against it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. In America, look at look at you. You brought up Texas and their power failure. The the right wing media, and this is funny on Fox, they blame it all on windmills. And so the, 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 the expert the expert guy comes on and says, well, during the winter, windmills are only supposed to provide 10 to 15% of electricity in Texas during the winter. That's what we budget. So that other 80, you know, 85% is supposed to come from coal, natural gas, and the nuclear plants that we have. What happened to them? And they're like, no, no, it was all the windmills fault. The windmills caused all the problems of the of the fact God, that everything much. froze is the windmills' fault. This is their this is their argument, and this is what half of the population believes. 
I would love to see the meeting right? before someone like you. You tell them it's a windmill. It's like, dude, they're not gonna believe us. You tell them it's a windmill. Okay, I gotta go. Ready? If Tucker, if Tucker, <laughs> this is the windmills. When they're going, if Tucker Carlson yeah. says it, it's true. Yeah. You know, now that they've lost Rush Limbaugh, Tucker Carlson's gonna slide right into hey. that. I guarantee you, he's gonna get rid of. He's gonna go off Fox News, and he's gonna become. His own shit. The the talk radio guy. Because that's 30 million people a day that were listening to Rush Limbaugh. The most powerful man in America when it came to the media was Rush Limbaugh. When the going gets tough in Texas, get on a plane to Cancun and blame it on your daughters. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And of course, <laughs> those Ted are the Cruz, best memes. Ted, you see, you see him in the airport holding the keg of beer. Ted Cruz, he's, he's, he's just, he was just uh, talking uh, to the Republicans in Florida. At the, at the Florida Republican Convention. Yeah. And he's making jokes about it. Yeah. And no one cares. They don't care. Not at all. No one cares. In Canada, those MPs that were going, going and the, the health so, yeah. guy, they were leaving. They all lost their jobs in Canada. In America, it's all right, Ted. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Lion Ted. What was the... Yeah. Lion Ted became drinking Ted or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, did Trump, Trump was like lambasting this guy. And all of a sudden, Ted Cruz is his best buddy. <laughs> Right? Like, come on. Yeah, there you go. Did you, did you see the one with Bernie Sanders sitting in the line? On in Mars? his chair. No, in his I chair saw, with, Ted Cruz, with Ted Cruz going, oh, really? going, going on to the plane. There's no, Bernie. I saw the Mars rovers first, <coughs> first yeah, picture sure. of Mars and it was sure. Bernie. <laughs> sure. Sure. But you know what? I think, I think everybody laughed at Bernie. But all of a sudden, his ideas are gaining credence, even yeah. among even among the Republicans. Mittens, yeah. yeah his dude, ideas are, they're like, hey, wait a second. Mittens you know, yeah, through the roof. Maybe, maybe everybody should get a stimulus check. Yeah. Bernie's been saying this for like yeah. 30 years. And all of a sudden, the Republicans are just making it look like it was their idea. But what's Trump, the, yeah. Right? Like Trump saying, no, the reason why we lost the... The election is because you do, you were only going to give them six hundred. Yeah. I was going to give them twelve hundred, yeah. man. They would have they would have jumped on board for that. But isn't a problem the, with UBI? I don't know. I know we're switching gears here, but um, problem with UBI. If everyone gets three grand a month, like if you if you had uh, real estate or you're some sort of uh, landlord or whatever, yeah. if you knew everyone had an extra three thousand dollars a month, wouldn't That's you what just, you just said yeah. Did, did I just totally? No. I was I was uh, looking at my phone. Well, we yeah. were talking about. Yeah, sorry, yeah. we were talking about before. I was they, looking at Ontario funny pictures of Ted Cruz. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Put minimum wage to fifteen bucks an hour, and then everybody's that, rent went up. Everybody's rent went up. So yeah, that, I mean, that's my. The, see, the, this is funny. Like my mom lived in the, her apartment for thirty-five years, so her rent was only eight hundred bucks a month. Mm. The same people, the young couple from the guy was from Mauritius, immigrated to Canada was working he had a great job working at toyota right he had great job how he got this job is unbelievable but anyway mm. he got it his rent was 1600 bucks oh. exact same apartment mm. and so when Jeez i when Louise. i cleaned out the apartment the 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 landlord representative came and i was talking to her and you know and then then the contractor came and they were looking at the place and they're like all right we're gonna knock out this wall we're gonna make the bathroom bigger we're gonna make it into a one bedroom luxury apartment. I go, how much are you gonna charge for that? Eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah. And I go, who's gonna who's gonna rent that? He goes, someone from Toronto. And they'll drive to Toronto yeah. every day in their car, yeah. and it's cheaper for them to live here than it is there. Yeah. Just, or, just wasting their life. Or energy he said in that room. they'll uh, 
they'll drive their car to the go station because now there's go service yeah. and it's cheaper to take the go train yeah. to Toronto every day or you know do this and that like, you know there, yeah. there's ways it's cheaper to live far away and then commute yeah. like people do in Seoul right it's no different in Seoul yeah. right they'll spend two hours a day traveling no in, in Kitchener Waterloo to Toronto it's only, on the go it's a little bit long it takes about two hours to get right down to Union Station yeah but you know, if you're saving a thousand bucks a month, you know, is it really worth it? You know, like that's one thing you got to juggle, right? I think you got to juggle. But as, you know, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. You know, you got to juggle. Do I, do I want to spend all that time traveling, or do I want to, you know, have cheaper? As I get older, the more important I think time is. I realize, like, yeah. do I? When I'm in traffic now, I'm like, God damn it! This is my goddamn life wasting away yeah, sure. i'm sitting in a in this car and, and this is the least traffic of anywhere i've ever lived yeah is yeah. i mean you rarely get stuck in any kind of traffic here which is well a except part of it. except on friday afternoons right or like even but at still it's like a stretch 6 p.m 6 p.m yeah. and like how, how bad is how bad is the traffic in thunder bay in kitchener yeah. the traffic's not bad at all but that I was there during the pandemic. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it's like, but apparently they do have traffic jams now. Right. Everybody going to the suburbs, right? It's the same here. Everybody going home after work. If everybody quits their job at the same time, finishes, yeah. they're going home. There's going to be traffic, right? But it's not like Seoul where it's gridlock all the time right. or Busan, you know, where you need a subway system, right? I couldn't but, deal with that shit. I, huh. I, I don't find the traffic bad here at all either. You know, I think it's, it, in general, I try to avoid yeah. the traffic time but and then when you are stuck in it on a Saturday at 12 o'clock in Okdong you're like ah it'll end in 20 minutes oh yeah right and it does you're, end you're right? still moving yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, still, yeah. You're, you're stuck but you move a little it's bit not it's a, not it's not it's not a lot right? hours and hours yeah. no doubt you know but uh, in yeah. Toronto I was we were driving down the 401 to get my COVID test because I, I did end up getting a COVID but I couldn't get it done in Waterloo because mm. all the appointments ran out so I had to go to I had to go to Oakville. All right, so Oakville is about an hour drive, right? And we're just driving. Honestly, the only vehicles on a few passenger cars, it's all trucks. Yeah, yeah. it's all trucks just going up and down the four hundred one. Huh. Continuous. What a, what a Twenty-four time. hours a day, and they're still going to America. And of course, these truckers are essential service people, so they're not getting checked, hmm. right? But they're complaining, and they're rightfully so. I think is that. Look, we're driving into America. I'm driving down to Florida, and I'm having to stop at this many truck stops. I, I'm I have very high risk of catching, sure. you know, COVID nineteen. Mm. This is a big problem for me. And then I come back to Canada. I'm not checked at the border at all because I'm essential. That's baffling. You know, I'm coming in. What about these rapid tests? Why don't they say, all right, it's here we go. Here's the rapid testing station. Right there, like three hours before I get to the border, all Canadian, all trucks going to Canada, stop here for a rapid test. By the time you get to the border, we'll You're, have your results. Yeah. Imagine, right? imagine that. Hey, you got Corona. Go check into the American hospital. <laughs> well, well, no. They set up, they set up, uh, they set something up for them, right? All right. No, you got, you've got the virus. You have to go set up. Or you're allowed to go. You can drive home. We'll drop off your truck here, and yeah. then you go to your quarantine place in Canada and stay there for 14 sure. days. Yeah. Here's how much money you'll get. This is how much money you were earning. Because this is the way it works in Canada. You're earning this much. All right, employment insurance will pay you this much. Yeah. 
right? Like, look at that. It's not solving that hard. solving the problems of the world yeah. in a in a in a small apartment in Mugudo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, dude. Yeah, we're two and a two and a half hours in here. All right. Let's uh, let's shut her down. They, there's so dude. There's so many more things I wanna. Oh, there's piles, eh? It's endless. Yeah. One thing I noticed when I was in Canada. <laughs> before, and this last will be my last thing. Yeah. Last thing I say. Everybody wanted to talk because they were so I was confined. Just, they they yeah. had a lack of they had a lack of speaking to strangers. They had a lack of speaking to other people. Hmm. And everybody wanted to talk. I'd call up the guy at the bank. He'd go, Oh, well, I just have to do this and this and this. Hey bro, and then, do you eat lunch there? The next thing we're talking about, you know, what it was like when he was living in Afghanistan. You know, and we're making comparisons, and everybody's comparing yeah. what things are like now to then, or what it could be in the yeah. future. It's all there's a lot. You ever of been to Subway, man? On. You tried the Italian BMT? It was I amazing. like it with mayonnaise. People, people were starving for contact. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying about the about working in factories, man. Yeah, or whatever. People, it, the this it swings this way, but yeah. it's gonna swing back, and people will say, "I'm tired of not talking to people." Another reason, huge reason why we continue to do this talking to people talking to people hanging right. out solving the problems <laughs> anyways Kai thanks for coming right. by uh, for yeah us. we'll talk always, always uh, we'll talk to you soon yeah. later thank you everyone for listening we hope you enjoyed please don't forget to check out our sponsor links in the description Dr. English is your all-in-one platform for one-to-one online English classes increase your confidence and English fluency open your door to endless opportunities Dr. English.